0: Hey folks, Quinn here. As I mentioned in our last intermission, we are taking a break from our regularly scheduled programming this week to catch up after summer took a a little bit of a toll on our recording schedule. For your listening pleasure this week, we have Dead Deer Mountain, our previously Patreon-exclusive Monster of the Week one-shot with Hannah in the keeper's seat. Episodes like this are made possible thanks to the generous support of our Patreon members. Our patrons pay for our rockstar editor Ian, who helps make this all possible, as well as hosting, transcription services, and more. So if you enjoyed this episode, want to listen to more awesome content created by us, and help support the show in the process, you can do so by heading to patreon.com monsterhour, or by following the link in the show notes. We will be back with episode 35 of Monster Hour Absurdia on October 31st. For now, please enjoy Off Hours. Dead Deer Mountain.
1: We see the sun setting, slowly dipping below a forest horizon, the trees illuminating and casting long deep shadows across a handful of buildings, a dirt roadway, and a prop plane that is taxiing along a short, crude runway. And then we see the sun rising. Something in the wild stirs, awakened from its torpor, an old evil opening its eyes, its gaze fixed towards civilization. Welcome to Dead Deer Mountain, a settlement in the Canadian wilderness on unceded Inuit land. Interestingly enough, you are not on a mountain, nor are you surrounded by dead deer. It is the middle of June, with no nighttime in sight. When the sun goes down, she stays down for maybe an hour. Dimness is all you get, and it's infrequent at best. Dead Deer Mountains serve several purposes. A jumping off point for backcountry hikers, scientific research, a waypoint for the few settlements that are even farther north, and a place to run to, or a destination from whatever you're running from. Nobody ends up here by accident. You all have a reason for ending, ending up here. Your pretexts research camping connecting with nature but all of you have a second sometimes darker reason for being here a place where there aren't a lot of questions asked and not a lot of answers to give all right let's introduce our characters uh mm-hmm. kaya why don't you go first
2: my character's name is professor luther He's here with a small group of industrious scientists, geologists, and climate historians. And we're spending a lot of time, come back to the town for for rest and recuperation, but we spend a lot of time out at the uh, edge of the glacier, exploring the dangerous areas under and around the glacier, taking core samples, and studying the rocks in a perfectly normal and mundane and non-suspicious way. Uh, My playbook is The (laughs) spell (laughs) slinger. Uh, Which is Mm. a totally normal thing for a geologist to be.
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Of course. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Right on. Uh, Professor Luther, have you been this far north before? Or is this your first venture to the glacier? The glacier.
2: Yeah, I think this is the first time he's been truly this far north. I think he... Oh, jeez. Okay. Okay. I was going to make him from Australia, but I, I'm suddenly very scared of that. <laughs> <laughs> Australia is very scary. <laughs> it's a scary place with, a, with an intimidating accent mm-hmm. that I'm not prepared for. Fair. But it's for Patreon, right?
1: Yes. Great. Yes.
2: Yeah. Uh, Professor Luther's from Melbourne. He's up here in Northern Hemisphere. Not uh, well, the first time in the Northern Hemisphere, but uh, first time up this far north on the latitude lines.
1: Very Incredible. good. Very
2: exciting. Love it. He's 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 completely unprepared for the for the amount of cold, bitter cold that even even here in the the, the summertime when the I mean it doesn't ever get dark. Right. But working in the glacier, he strangely only like doesn't super bundle up. He's got a tweed jacket. is his exterior <laughs> just just, just, just everywhere most right. all the time.
1: Yeah. Right. Okay. Okay. But doesn't
2: seem to be too bothered.
1: All right,
3: Tio. What about your character? We. Oui. Um uh, mm-hmm. my name is Jean-Pierre. Right. I am uh, the Maple Man. Mm-hmm. Uh you know me from the boxes. Um that is me.
2: The boxes? Th- the
3: boxes? Yes, uh, my maple comes in Sustainable cardboard boxes. Oh. oh, this is like a bird's Bert bee, Bees situation where you are. Mm, no, mm, no, 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 no. It's like boxed Bert, water. Birds Bees is a fou. How you say fou? <laughs> um, Le I am. Le fou? Le fou. Mm, mm. mm. Do not do the French. It is not
2: good. Right, sorry, uh, stepping, of course.
3: Yes, I am, I am the maple man. What else do you need to know? I am some people would say monstrous I personally think they just need more wine Uh.
2: (laughs) are you from France or from Quebec Uh.
3: (laughs) Tio is now making a calculation about how insufferable she wants to be Uh, and you can keep this in, Quinn. I'll take the hate. If you keep that in, you have to also put in that I am a Canadian citizen <laughs> from Vancouver, <laughs> right. British uh-huh. Columbia, and therefore have opinions about Quebec French Canadians, yes. <laughs> no, Quebec specifically.
1: Uh-huh. Yes.
3: Yes. <laughs> Absolutely.
1: Uh, Jean-Pierre that. Le Maple Man, Le Homme um de Maple on, mm-hmm. un maple en français. Um,
3: what, what is your reason for, for coming this far north? You see th- there is a, a special maple mm-hmm. in the trees here. It is very difficult to get and I need it for my celebration of Quebecois uh, heritage mm-hmm. uh, special edition mm-hmm. bottle. Mm-hmm. There will be one. One bottle. It's like the Wu-Tang Clan album. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Uh, They stole that idea from me. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yes.
1: Okay. How are you finding the north? Are you enjoying this? Is this uh, an enjoyable experience being this far north? It is
3: tolerable. (laughs) The forest is lovely. I feel very at home in the forest. My Uh famous cousin's are all from various forests. Uh, You might know some of them. We have um, what you all (laughs) call Sasquatch in the Pacific Northwest. Yeti, who is really named David. And um, (laughs) I prefer the forest. I prefer the north. I prefer the forest. Village, town, um, coffee's not great.
2: (laughs) So okay, I like that forest coffee.
3: <laughs> yes, it's fine. There are no good truffles. There are no good restaurants. It's fine.
1: <laughs>
2: okay. Um,
1: and then lastly, Quinn.
0: Hello. What? Yes. Hi. Yes. Hi. I'm, pl- I'm 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 a player. You are. I'm I'm a player. I'm a player, y'all. Congratulations. You got dice yeah. ready. I do.
2: I remember this time.
0: Does everybody
1: have dice?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, of course.
1: Okay, good.
2: (laughs) I've been a player for years.
4: (laughs) (laughs)
0: Uh, Yeah, uh, I will be playing Hey Kid the Spooky. Also, we'll respond to kid or pointing and yelling. Uh, Hey Kid is an indeterminate age, somewhere between 10 and 12. He's very like lanky, he has not long hair, but like desperately in need of a haircut, really like sunken, sallow eyes. And he wandered out of the forest one day. No hmm. no explanation, only learned how to speak after he sort of emerged and wandered out. So my secret reason for being in, in Dead Deer Mountain is that I've always been here.
3: Ah. Oh, mm. okay. Simple.
0: And I will not be doing an accent. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I'm sorry. I will be insufferable during this game. Okay, this is it's a wonderful. limited run character. This yes. game.
2: What are one shots for? Run it
3: into the <laughs> ground, dear. Yeah. Hey, now. Hey,
2: now.
3: <laughs> <laughs> a little sass on that boy.
0: Yeah, I don't have to be the keeper now. I don't have to be a fan of your characters.
1: <laughs> yep. Oh. So- I'd say settle down and separate you, but we are all recording in different locations, so we I can't even do that. Oh, uh, yeah, hard pan
2: at this moment. Hard pan Quinn and Tio. <laughs> 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 all
1: right, a little bit more about the layout of Dead Deer Mountain. I'm going to drop this map that is beautiful uh, that I spent an hour on. I think you all will be pleasantly surprised with how beautiful this map is. Um, mm-hmm. Here we go. Isn't that amazing? (laughs) True work of art. (laughs) That's your map. That's your Uh, map. I know. I know. Uh,
0: Listeners, I will attach this map to the episode. (laughs) Yeah, it's
2: not going to make sense otherwise, I think.
1: Exactly. Uh, I think your glacier is going to be... You see, I've, I've put a lovely arrow there that's marked north. So you are up uh-huh. that road a bit. You are in a different area than the archaeological dig site. Um, uh-huh. I will leave it for you to determine how close or far you think you are from the settlement. You've got a little bit of the forest right there that's coming up on one corner. You know, these living quarters are... For a variety of people who kind of come in and out of Dead Deer Mountain, so you can decide where your living quarters would be. Uh, your community center clinic does have some first aid capabilities there. That pointy looking thing is supposed to be a, like a, a tower to communicate. It's It's in a blue square.
2: Gotcha for communication. Yes. Or is that a? Or is that the community pool also?
3: It's <laughs> not the community pool.
0: Community um, pool is,
2: slash radio tower. It's the it's, communication it's, pool. Yes.
3: I mean, you
0: just—it's
3: a little dangerous. You might get uh, electrocuted, but that's also the fun.
1: It doubles as a high, like one of those high boards for for professional divers.
0: <laughs> Incredible synergy.
1: I should also say that there's no self service up there. You folks are going to be able to communicate by walkie talkies. Uh, especially mm-hmm. assuming that communication tower stays up but no cell phones they're big they're clunky they make a lot of noise and sometimes they break so
0: that's the way i like it
1: yep <laughs> yep no no emojis no texting a lot of <laughs>
0: psh,
1: over beep 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 boop boop um so your airstrip is off off to one side uh that tower is also used to communicate both with Salmonster further north and your pilot when your pilot is coming in The area with the P on it is parking, so the vehicles that are going to be there are, um, and Professor Luther, you probably have these as well, uh, just to get around and to the dig site in the glacier. You're probably using ATVs, Mm -hmm. but there are also SUVs, which are the vehicles that you would be using to leave if you were choosing to leave, uh, Selman has a handful of permanent or semi-permanent residents. It's accessible by planer vehicle. There's the dig site that's been underway for two summer seasons with minimal progress. And your pilot has just left and will return in a week. Maybe. Mm -hmm. Uh, Quinn? Yes. When do I introduce some of my NPCs? Everybody else, (laughs) plug your ears. Quinn, this is just a conversation for you and me. When do I introduce them?
2: Keeper to keeper.
0: Yeah, uh, I think if they're like integral to the town. You could mention them up front. Otherwise, usually just as the players interact with them.
1: Okay, perfect. Then I will introduce a couple of them. Let me. See. At the dig site, you have Darla Jones, who's a PhD. She's this is her second year on site. She's running into some deadlines and some funding issues. She hasn't found anything. You have a backpacking guide who is a semi-permanent resident, your pilot who has just left, and at least one permanent resident, uh, Twyla, who has been living there for many, many years and is recently widowed. So, with all of that, what are folks up to? Uh, uh, Jean- Jean-Jean-Pierre... Jean-Pierre. Jean-Pierre...
3: Jean-Pierre... Le, Le, Le Maple Man. Man. No, Maple Man. Maple... The Maple... Man. Maple Man. Maple Man. What? What's... Where
1: are you... Where? Where are you hanging out?
3: Well, first of all, I think it's just very important. I think it went a little bit as subtext, but I just want the audience to know that I was implying that all Sasquatches are French. That is why they do not interact with other people. Uh, (laughs) So if you didn't pick up on that, I did say that Yeti and Sasquatch are related to me, and that is what I meant. Okay. All right. Yes. Okay. Okay. What is Jean-Pierre doing? I have now been clued into this map I love that the library is a former church. Way to go. I think that that's actually where you're going to find Jean-Pierre is at the library.
1: Okay. If that's okay.
3: Mm -hmm. Probably looking up, trying to confirm if there's any records or books about the type of maple that he's looking for is in a very small part of this forest. And it's not well documented just generally. So he's hoping maybe the local library has something.
1: Okay. All right. Um. Hey, kid, where are you?
0: So I think, we didn't talk about this, Hannah, but I think that Twyla is probably the
2: woman who took me in, if that makes okay. sense.
1: Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Remember
2: briefly, Twyla works at the community center, is that what you said?
1: Twyla, she is a permanent resident. You know, folks who are there who are permanent residents are going to wear a lot of hats. So yeah. she probably knows a bit of rudimentary first aid. The store is, I should have put the store and map in scare quotes because, like, it's a store, sort of. You're going to go in there and you're going to get very basic essentials. Um, She knows a little bit. She's got a little bit of experience being a mechanic. So a variety of things that she can do. But, uh, yeah, hey, kids. So talk about, you know, getting taken in by Twyla.
0: Yeah. So when I wandered into town, Mm -hmm. I think maybe like a year or two ago. Okay. So enough time to sort of be established, but I haven't been here a long time. You know, someone took me in and Twilight I think, makes sense as a, a permanent resident. So if it is yes. mealtime, probably at Twilas. Okay. Otherwise, I'm not in town a lot. I'm mostly in the forest around town, uh-huh. or I definitely climb that communications tower to get a good viewpoint. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think All I right. have like a little nest basically. up All there. All
1: right. Love it. Professor Luther, mm-hmm. where where are you? Where are you hanging out? What's going on?
2: I'm unpacking uh-huh. all my emotional baggage. No, um, <laughs> <laughs> possibly in the living quarters, possibly also in the library. I'm curious if Luther doesn't have maybe a contact here who had maybe clued him in or helped him find this place as a place to go for his, uh, in his search. So if that makes sense to you, then maybe there's someone who kind of keeps or tends the library. There's uh, set aside a corner room in the church to set up like a lab, a study. Otherwise, it's probably just in whatever room he's got at a living quarters while he stays here.
1: Yeah, I think certainly, you know, the library was a former church. Mm -hmm. So there are going to be areas, you know, offices there or even just like often a vestibule where you might be able to set up, you know, a little Mm -hmm. space with like a desk and and do some research so that you're not always stuck in your living quarters, which, depending on uh, how many people are there, can sometimes be a little bit more communal. But
2: um, when I say unpacking, I mean, Luther's got like a big suitcase An old trunk that looks like it would be full of scientific equipment. But as he is pulling out each smaller container from the bigger containers, Uh it seems absolutely baffling how this would be useful in geology. Uh Uh There's some digging equipment that are like hooked up in a backpack. But Mm -hmm. here on the desks, there's mostly just vials of different liquids and powders. Some strange like vegetation that are very neatly organized across the desk.
1: I think Jim, Jim is our backpacking guide. I think Jim at some point wanders by while you're unpacking and just kind of like looks and shrugs his shoulders and like moves mm-hmm. on. This would not be the weirdest thing that people have seen, but it's definitely a little bit like.
2: I see him doing that. I go, uh, I've, I've got a PhD. That's British. <laughs> Damn it.
1: <laughs> would you like to try that again? You want to oh, sleep man. back? I
2: would... I've got a PhD. There we go.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Okay. Yep. Jim's <laughs> like, "All right. Your mother must be very proud of you."
2: Uh, I, I nod and shake his hand if he doesn't walk away.
1: <laughs> I think he's already walked away. I'm I'm sorry.
2: Leaves me hanging.
1: Yep. Okay, so Professor and Jim John. John? Jean-Pierre.
0: Oh, Jean-Pierre. Jim Jean-Pierre.
4: <laughs> yes. Just
1: call him the Maple Man. The Maple Man. Okay. There Professor you go. And Makes it easier. You the know? Maple Man.
0: The Maple Man.
3: <laughs> the Maple Man?
1: <laughs>
0: the Maple Man?
3: No, because he's French and he won't talk to anyone. <laughs> um, I swear land. I'm done.
1: Okay, Professor and Maple Man. The Maple Man. The Maple Man, not a Maple Man. You're in the library. Hey, kid, you're in probably... Uh, twilight has got nicer living quarters, so you're probably at the one that's next to the parking area. And I think you hear something outside, a commotion. Sounds like maybe something's breaking or, you know, like mechanical, like a, like a car crash or some, something like that. Something not good. So you, you hear that outside. What do you
3: folks do? Poke my head up. Same.
2: Mm-hmm. Drop a vial. Ah.
3: It's a small eh. space. Like if something's happening. Ooh.
2: Yeah. I bump into the Maple Man to take a peek ah oh, big pardon
3: professor Ugh. and
1: maple man you can't see from your vantage point but you are able to tell that it's happening down towards the parking area hmm. kid you can't see anything right now but you can see that there's usually some vehicles that are there and a couple of them are gone because um, some folks have taken them off to the dig site but one of them is sitting at a funny angle
0: all right, my my curiosity's peaked. I'm going to just sort of amble that direction.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. If yeah. Twyla's there, um,
0: no, no goodbyes or anything, just going to walk out the door.
1: Yeah, that's kind of how your relationship works. Is, oh, uh, yeah. yeah that's is how my
0: relationship place. works with this town.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, kid, you can see that... Of the two ATVs that are still there, both of them have been damaged uh, pretty significantly. It does not look like either of these would be able to be driven. And it doesn't look like it's the kind of thing that you're going to be able to fix with just somebody who's got some mechanical
0: skills. So. No, I wouldn't know anything about that. But. Okay. I mean, I'm going to keep walking and uh, head over and get a closer look.
1: All right, Jean-Jean-Pierre, the maple man. Oui. Professor, Where are you folks doing? Uh,
2: take a moment to introduce myself to this large man I bumped into. Oh, oh you're, you're a big fella. I mm. am uh, L- Luther, pro- <clears throat> Professor Luther. Uh, are you from around here? No. Oh. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, you look... Uh,
0: both Tio and I are playing deeply taciturn characters. This is going to be horrible. Uh,
2: uh, so I have a feeling I, uh, old Professor Luther might be talking to himself a lot today.
0: <laughs> oh, do
3: you find yourself often talking to yourself?
2: To be honest, yeah, quite a bit.
3: And now that, I uh, I assume. Nice to meet you.
2: Nice to meet you as well. Uh, what brings you to these parts?
3: Uh, the maple. Ooh.
2: A search, a man. On the hunt.
3: Yes, actually. That's... Ah. that's You know you're the first person to see it that way. I, I appreciate that. What, uh, you said your name was Jacob?
2: Luther. Luther. Very close.
3: Yes. Yes. In the ballpark, one might say.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm, it's all the same. Uh, I, I am I am Jean Pierre, the maple man.
2: Pleasure to meet you, John. I stick my hand out uh, and up because you're large.
3: Yes. I do take your hand because I appreciate that you seem like a very genuine and awkward human. And I like that much more than the like full of themselves humans. So I shake your hand and I go, uh, we should see what's outside. Yes.
2: The search always continues. Things are uh, rarely coincidental, as I have found in my studies. Uh, it give you uh, one moment and I put a hand down on the desk and just scoop a whole bunch of powders into a little pouch. And tie that around my belt.
3: Jean clocks that and is now also very intrigued and realizes you might you might know some things that might be helpful in his quest. <laughs> okay. All right. After this uh, delightful
1: introduction, what do you two do?
3: I'm big. I'm burly. Kind of makes sense for me to go first. Mm-hmm. You've
2: got the sight line from way up there.
3: Yeah. Yes. The yep. different atmosphere. The whole thing. <laughs>
1: You two wander down down the street um, and, you know, you come upon this. I cannot emphasize enough how creepy this child is. Horribly. (laughs) Just deeply unsettling, this child. So you you, you come upon this child and you you also come across the parking lot and you see these two ATV vehicles that are damaged.
0: As they approach, I stare directly at them unblinking. Mm -hmm. Which one? Both
2: of you. Separate eyes, going different. It's like no, directions. somehow it feels like I'm staring at each of you. Oh, independently. oh. yeah. I step out from behind John Pierre, of course.
3: <laughs> yeah, you. You. I've cast yeah, a we've shadow. have been lined up. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I think as I notice that stare, I just uh, very quickly aside to Luther. I'm like, y- you see, you s- you see the boy. Yes. Uh, we both see the boy.
2: Yes, a uh, strange <laughs> child.
3: Uh, yes, so not a ghost, but cursed. Well, yes. we don't, let's
2: say we don't, we don't know for sure until we investigate. Uh, I walk up to, hey, kid. Hello there, kid. Child. I stare directly at Luther. Uh, I, I hold out a hand like I'm shaking the hand of an adult.
0: I turn back and around and that I is, look
2: at the ATVs. I just pat, pat you on the head. <laughs>
0: Right. Uh, well, uh, and my turn hair back is to, tangled
2: and matted and filled with leaves <laughs> and sticks. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I turn back around to the maple man. And as I'm wiping my hand on my tweed jacket, like oh, this, uh, confirmed not a ghost.
3: Yes, yes. I, I, I believe cursed. E- easy, easy diagnosis. Uh, we shall see. Look, look at what this is.
2: Curse is very possible. Uh, ch- child. Hello, child. Do you live here? Jean Pierre has
3: moved on to the ATVs. It's kind of like cursed child. Okay.
0: Uh, I'm walking with Jean Pierre now. Child. I give Jean Pierre a sidelong glance. How long have you been in town? Are you new here? Are this you is a to Quinn me? question for Tio. Like, how long has yes. Jean Pierre okay, in town? Okay, that's what I
3: thought. So I think this might be the first day that Jean Pierre has been officially in town. I think Jean Pierre has been in the forest for like two weeks with no luck finding the maple syrup, and was like, there's a library, there's some lodging, I need to figure out what I'm doing.
0: Great. Mm-hmm. As we're walking side by side, and I cast that glance, I say to you, I've seen you.
3: Ah, you uh, you buy my maple?
0: I shake my head. Ah. In the forest. Oh. I've seen you.
3: Well, then you know not to ask questions you do not want answers
0: to. I didn't ask a question. Yeah. <laughs> very good.
2: Yeah, you all you all go you <laughs> all go ahead. Grant Luther has stepped in a big muddy puddle trying to catch up and is trying to clean his Oxford shoes.
3: Mm-hmm. Can I say that Jean Pierre is very content in this conversation with Hey Kid? This is the kind, this is the level of interaction that Jean Pierre prefers. <laughs> it's it's exactly what they want. It's great. <laughs> They're on guard because, they, you know, you never know with presumably cursed children. But, the, but the, this is the kind of speed that Jean-Pierre wants.
0: Is it they them for Jean-Pierre?
3: Uh, no, it's he him. Okay. Well, it's kind of anything because Jean-Pierre is not really a human with pronouns, but he kind of just goes about as he him. Okay,
0: cool. Hannah, have yeah. we arrived at the ATVs?
3: Yes, you are. You are there at the. You have
1: been standing around in the mud. <laughs> These ATVs exchanging pleasantries for some time. So you are at the ATVs.
0: I want to just like kind of poke around. Yeah, yeah. What does that look like? Some circling, some sniffs, maybe a couple pokes. Mm. Okay. I'm. I know what an ATV is, sort of at mm-hmm. a high level, but uh, yeah. obviously I've never, you know, used one. Mm-hmm. Gross. Yeah, so I'm just I'm just kind of looking around.
1: All right. Would you like to investigate further, or should we have somebody yeah. else investigate further?
0: You tell me if I need to roll some dice, keep. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yes. you, you are going to need to roll something if you would like to learn something other than especially because you don't have a background in ATVs, uh, if you would mm-hmm. like to discover anything else about what you are witnessing in front of you.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna roll some dice. All right. Uh, let's see. That is a five. <laughs> <laughs> you All don't right. observe
1: anything unusual about these ATVs because you don't really know what an ATV does.
0: Hey, I know what they do. They right. move people. I just don't know how or why.
1: What you have gleaned is that these could not move people. They are definitely not going to be moving people anytime in the future. And that's it.
0: I'm losing interest. <laughs> <laughs> Bored again. <laughs> hey kid is losing
2: interest to be clear. <laughs>
1: yes. Does anybody else want to check things out maybe?
2: Yeah. Also discreetly when they weren't looking at uh, straggling behind Professor Luther's magically cleans his shoes and pant legs. Mm. From oh. the Oh. <laughs> he takes okay. out He has like a tiny little spray bottle, like a room spray. Mm -hmm. He just kind of spritzes it down on his shoes, mutters a couple incantations, and then like brushes his pant leg off. And the mud and muck just kind of slough right off.
1: Nice. Very, very cool.
2: If you want, I can call that use magic to banish the spirit of mud.
1: (laughs) I'm not going to make you roll to like clean yourself. That is, I I will (laughs) let you have that for free. Cantrip. Yep. Because that seems that <laughs> seems important to, to Luther. Um, Jean-Pierre, anything that you would like to do, uh, checking out these ATVs? Do you have any mechanical background
3: uh, from your time in the forest? No, Jean-Pierre has preternatural speed, so Jean-Pierre doesn't use vehicles of any kind. Okay. So this is entirely new to him. I think... Jean Pierre assesses the situation here, sees the kid who is like, N- no, not not an ATV person. Turns around and goes, uh, Luther, this seems uh, like uh, your world. No,
2: I straighten my tweed jacket and adjust the vest underneath it. Uh, mechanical issues, yeah, I've uh, I've dealt with a thing or two of these. And in the course of investigating this, I think Luther is going to also try to incorporate his compatriots here in that they're like tipped over and ka- look kind of busted. Is mm-hmm. that right? Yep. Yeah. So I'm going to ask like, oh, uh, big guy, if you want to lift that up there, tip that ATV back up so we can get a look in there. And uh, oh, ch- child, hey, child, there's uh, some, some some muck. There's a thing like your little arms, I think, can get in there and just kind of hold that just so.
0: I walk up to Luther. And I sniff.
2: You smell fresh. Uh, uh, Burberry.
3: Okay, all right. I flip the ATVs. You flip the ATVs <laughs> over. Okay, Entirely.
1: well, Professor Luther, if you want to figure out anything that's useful from yep. getting this ATV flipped upright, I'm going to mm-hmm. need you to, to roll to investigate if you see anything useful, if you observe anything in this ATV that has been wrenched out of the muck.
2: I would love to. I have a plus one sharp. That's a seven.
1: All right. You get to hold one to ask uh, a question of me.
2: I think the most straightforward one here is what happened here?
1: Ah, well, it appears that... Something has damaged these ATVs. They have not been run into each other. This was not like a derby kind of event where somebody was crashing them into each other. It appears that they have been damaged using uh, extreme physical force. And you can't tell for certain, but it certainly looks like some of the areas where the metal is really thin, that it looks almost like a, you know, maybe like a hand has as grasped this metal and Bent it, so mm. that is what you were able to observe in this ATV.
2: While I'm investigating the ATV, I just kind of look up at Jean Pierre and just casually ask, uh, Mister Maple Man, uh, how's your memory?
3: Very good. I, I that went that went in a different direction. Audience, I'm so sorry. I can't do a French accent, but I'm doing it, and I'm enjoying do myself. It, do apo- it. Fucking do it. Big
2: apologies from both, You're <laughs> both doing of it us right. here. Quinn made a great decision.
3: Look, it is, it is what it is. It is what it is, and we're going to enjoy it together. Okay. Um, if, you,
2: if you get enough friends to sign up for our Patreon, Tio and I will go to accent
3: yeah, lessons. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> um, or we'll just never do them again. Uh, yes, yes, uh, um, I I do the uh, crossword. Every Sunday, oh. that's not memory, but I am smart,
2: right? Uh, good to hear. And you, uh, why don't you place your hand here briefly,
3: real mm-hmm. quick? I have him
2: mm-hmm. ask him to put his hand on the spot where the where I'd see like a hand has gripped and bent.
3: Mm, okay,
2: discreetly seeing if it's a match.
3: I put one hand on you and one hand on the ATV.
1: Javier, right. how tall are you? How big are you?
3: Uh, I'm pretty sure I'm like seven feet tall.
1: Okay, okay. Your hand in this imprint is about the same size.
3: Hmm. But I have no memory of having done this. No. Right?
1: No, this is just telling you knowledge about.
3: Oh, I see it. Yes, see. yes. In, no, in Paris, th-
1: I'm so. not I'm we're not going to do a memento thing. This is not um yeah. okay. <laughs> yes. Whatever
2: did this is about your size. Ooh, boy. What that reads to you? Yes. To me, Luther, <laughs> so uh you don't happen to uh toss around ATVs. Fun?
3: No. Look, I and I I pull out like a sidekick, an old school sidekick phone. I pull up some messages. I look through them really quick. I go, mm, no. See, uh, my cousins not here, not here this time of year. so
1: Jean Pierre, your cell phone does
3: not work up here. This is more in the in the magical monstrous realm of things. Yes, it's All right. performative okay. of like. Okay. I was looking up the family group chat, essentially.
2: All right. Okay. Yes. <laughs> How do you get service out in the woods, generally? Look,
3: it's different for us.
2: You pull out a big old sat phone that's out of batteries.
3: <laughs> I just I, my point is that uh, Jean-Pierre takes a moment to think. Like, was this a family member?
2: You and pull out a sheath of letters. Just a big <laughs> where is everyone going to be? Handwritten correspondence from your friendship sasquatch relative
3: yeah exactly uh yeah see uh family see group chat um not here this is not them but uh, i believe given the handprint it's not me atvs is gross put i spit on the ground oh about uh something of my size did this and presumably is easy to find I am easy to find. And then I look at Hey Kid, who mentioned seeing me in the forest, and I'm like, Do you see other things in the forest like me?
0: I'm already gone. I Um. am (laughs) looking for tracks in the surrounding area. Okay. Uh You like pan right to where Hey Kid was standing earlier, and it's just not there. (laughs) Or he's
2: there, but he's very small. You see him 50 feet away,
0: like crawling on all fours, sniffing the ground and looking for tracks and broken leaves and stuff.
3: Okay, so then I see that and I turn back to Luther and I'm like, the Cursed Kid saw me in the forest? Probably saw this in the forest. We we should follow Cursed Kid.
2: Right, yeah, Uh, go check on what he's doing. I mean, just uh, I will get a closer look here. Um,
3: I'm going to start walking towards Hey Kid.
2: I'm going to pull out a small case from a pocket that has a pair of... Small half moon spectacles, mm-hmm. and on the spectacles, I will like take another jar, squirt out like a kind of oil, rub those over the the glass of the spectacles, and that's the consumables for use magic to observe another place or time.
1: Okay, are you some magic?
2: Yeah, I got to put these spectacles on and use some magic while Jean Pierre goes and checks on Hey Kid in the tracks.
3: Okay, uh, to be clear, I'm not checking on Hey Kid. I'm just following them.
2: Well, sure, yeah, heading in that direction.
3: Okay. All right. Do
1: some, do Raving some magic professor. Probably. Roll for it.
2: Eh. Seven on the dice plus two is nine.
1: Okay. So it works imperfectly. Choose your effects and a glitch. So you are choosing to see another time.
2: Yes. And I suppose I don't need to see a whole lot mm-hmm. so I can, I'll, I'll pick a short duration.
1: Short duration. Okay. My guess is that probably when you use this to see another time or place, you have kind of one of those montages where like the sun goes down and the moon comes up and then it like vroom, reverse up. Mm-hmm. That, that doesn't happen. Well,
2: the sun because... goes low and then yeah. it goes back up. Exactly.
1: <laughs> you don't get to see very much because it's a short duration. Also because the the action that appears to have taken place here did not seem to take very long. But you do mm-hmm. see a large shape that has come lumbering out of the forest Come up to these ATVs, and again, using its its large hands, and it smashes the those two ATVs, and then it leaves. And as it's leaving, that's about the time that the spell ends. Okay. Also of note, this is not Jean Pierre Le Maple Man. You can right. tell that.
2: Confirmed.
1: Yes, and that that's about all that you see.
2: There's nobody else. Nobody else around. Just this thing walked up, smashed the ATVs, and started leaving.
1: Yep. And as as your spell is wrapping up, two things happen at about the same time. First, all of you hear, off in the distance, you can't totally tell where, but it seems to be maybe within the town. You hear a very long, low howl, not an animal, but it's not necessarily human either. and it is extremely spooky. You are all spooked mark Ooh. spooked mark
2: one spook. that you're all spooked i am all... spooky, Ma-
1: maybe so. i was gonna say maybe not the kid because the kid is the essence of spook so i don't i don't know but but the other two the non-creepy I've given child myself
2: five spook boxes and i've marked one
1: of them. yes you are you are oh a...
2: i'm using a pen what a fool <laughs> <you>? <laughs>
1: permanently spooked
2: yeah the spooks don't go away.
1: And the the second thing that happens is you see another ATV coming in from the dig site, and there's somebody on it, and they are driving very erratically. And they pull up right next to kind of where these these ATVs were smashed, and somebody falls off. A uh, kid, how close are you to this
0: uh, the situation
1: with the ATV? You've want you've wandered off a bit, haven't you?
0: I, I was thinking like fifty feet away. Okay, I have no interest in the ATV or this person. Hearing that sound, (laughs) can I tune in? Ooh,
1: ooh. uh, Yes, tell us what tuning in does.
0: Yeah, so this is one of my spooky moves. Mm. Tune in, you can attune Mm -hmm. your mind to a monster or minion. Roll plus weird and you get a certain number of holds to basically know things about the monster. Fancy. One of many things that Hey Kid just knows for reasons that are unknown but very spooky.
1: Yes. Okay, well walk walk us through first of all uh, what it looks like and then we'll have you roll for it. What does it look like when you do this, creepy kid? I
0: think all it is is this howl goes out in town, somewhere in town, and I mm-hmm. snap to. Straight oh. back, stiff as a rod, neck flips, not to a degree that's like exorcist, but like with a speed and angle that just borders on very, very creepy. Uh And my eyes, Mm. you know, normally locked in are even more dialed in. And the the irises, I think, go
2: very wide. Yep. I'm glad I'm 50 feet away.
1: Yes, (laughs) you would be. Professor, you would be. I'm right next to this. You're not, yeah. Oh, yeah. This is very spooky for you, too. All right. Roll for it. And then tell me what you get.
0: Eight on the dice plus two is a 10.
1: Oh, okay.
0: So on a 10 plus, I get to hold three. And I can spend them to ask Questions from the list. Where's the creature right now? What is it planning to do next? Who is it going to attack next? Who does it regard as the biggest threat and how can I attract its attention? I would like to know where the creature is right now for starters.
1: Where the creature is right now. Okay. You can tell that the creature has probably, it's gone into, there's that that living quarters that's kind of across the way from the parking area with the ATVs, and it seems to be behind those living quarters, you know, somewhere between the living quarters and that storage.
0: What is it planning to do right now?
1: There's somebody in the living quarters, and they're not safe.
0: Uh, I Mm. think that answers what I would have asked next. So I will spend my third hold instead on how can I attract its attention?
1: Probably by directly confronting it. Although as a fan of your characters.
2: Mm -hmm. hmm. You did. Yay! Yay. Yay.
1: Directly confronting it, particularly right now, will leave you open to a lot of danger. Even you, a creepy child of the forest. So (laughs) you can do that, but it's...
0: Sure. Can I ask a clarifying question? Yes. Is this the living quarters where Twyla lives, or is it the other one?
1: No, Twyla lives in the one that's right next to the parking lot. This is the one that's across the
0: street. Okay, Uh, I'm going to start Loping, I think, is probably the right adjective for my pace of movement yep. towards the living quarters where this thing is.
3: I am going to follow with my preternatural speed.
0: Okay.
2: You probably don't need to at the speed I'm moving, but. Oh
3: yeah, I'm getting ahead of you, but still watching you. Because okay. why not?
2: Every three hey kid steps, it's one stride. <laughs> I will say, hey kid, faster than you would think. Yeah, You're that's both how all creepy
1: things work. Yeah, yeah. Yep.
2: yeah. Yeah, definitely.
1: Does anybody want to do anything with this third ATV that's pulled up in this? Yeah,
2: I'll go. I'll <laughs> go be, I'll go Act- be Duncan Act- over Sorry, Luther. <laughs> <Okay>. Sorry, Luther. <laughs> I'm a human. I care about human Hey,
0: I am also, also
2: a human, mostly. Are you? Mm-hmm. Maybe. The base layer is human. All right.
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> the, ba- the base <laughs> layer is human. The base layer is human. Okay, Professor, let's have you go first because you okay. have split the party. Haha.
0: We did it. That's okay in Monster of the Week. Hannah? It Hannah, is. Hannah, yeah. It is. Hannah, encouraged. that's okay in Monster yeah, of the Week. Yeah, I I saw that on my task
1: <laughs> list and I was like, can I get them separated? Yes, I can. Okay. Uh, professor, you recognize mm-hmm. this person who appears to be pretty badly injured. This is Tom, who is one of the PhD students, who was... uh, One of mine? uh, No, not one of yours. This is one of Darla's PhD students off at the archaeological dig site. Tom, this is his first summer away from home. He was going up there for an adventure. Dig sites actually are kind of boring. Expectations were maybe not being met. But here he is, and he has fallen off the ATV, and he is not doing well.
2: Can I get a once-over? Is he cut up? bruised, battered.
1: I will give you this one. You do not need to (laughs) roll to investigate a mystery to see where this guy's wounded. He appears to have been clawed up pretty pretty badly, and he's bleeding, and the claws look real nasty. And if you want to get any more information about this, Mm -hmm. I'm going to make you roll for it. But you can tell that he has been savaged by something.
2: He's dying here. (laughs) I'm going to spend extra time investigating the wounds, so I kind of start like pattering calmly to him like you're looking at, you're gonna be okay. I need you to just, uh, you need to just focus here. Uh, calm, try to st- steady your breathing. You're in shock. Took a nasty tumble there from the ATV. I need you to just relax, uh, hold your arms aside. And all the while I've pulled a little pouch and I'm fumbling with a couple small flat stones that have little runes etched into them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm starting to arrange them along like his slashes. Okay. That's my component for using magic to try to heal him.
1: All right, why don't you roll for it? See if you can stabilize poor Tom. He looks like he might have something to say if you can get him stabilized.
2: Great. Heal, damn it. Six on the dice is plus two is eight.
1: Okay, there is a glitch.
2: I'll just do um, immediate unwelcome attention.
1: All right, as you are doing this, this incantation, and I kind of imagine that perhaps you're also, there's a bit of like the hand waving over the the stones.
2: Mm -hmm. I kind of imagine like the stones are arranged on like either side of a gash and they like stitch themselves and close the wound up.
1: So as this is happening, you hear that howl again. This time it sounds like it's a little closer and you are feeling... Very, very unsettled. You know, do with that information what you will, but... I'll
2: mark another spook. So-
1: something has recognized magic in the air.
2: Crikey. Once he's healed up, I kind of like quickly scoop the stones back off of him and try to hide hide them away and get him up on a shoulder. Okay. Come on, lad.
1: As you are hustling him along, which I'm going to need to tell me where you're taking him. But as you're hustling him along, Tom goes, "Come on, the dig site? Can... It came out of the dig site. It killed Darla. Car- kill- killed Professor. And then-, then it attacked us. And I hid. Shh. And-, and then it left. But it-, it came out of the dig site. I, d- I don't know what we did.
2: Uh, I'm digesting and synthesizing that information in my head. But externally, I'm going, it's all right. It's all right. Shh, it's okay. We're going to get you to the clinic. We'll get you patched up. Mm-hmm. I'm headed to the clinic.
1: He is now just kind of devolved into... A description of something big coming out of the dig site and attacking them. He's mm-hmm. just repeating it over and over again. Smash cut. Creepy child.
0: Have we arrived at the living quarters yet?
1: Yes.
3: Jean-Pierre and creepy child. Yes.
2: <laughs> yes. Small creepy child, big creepy guy. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a duo. What it's a pair. the pairing,
0: <laughs> It's the pairing the people have been craving. <laughs> Paint me a word picture, Hannah. What do I see?
1: Well, you two are coming up around the edge of the living quarters. It's a, there's a space between the living quarters and this storage unit. And then the living quarters there, you know that Darla was there with Tom. And the other PhD student, who you don't know at this point, if that PhD student is is in that living quarters, but based on your preternatural sense of what's going on, you know that there's somebody that's alive that's still in that living quarters. And as you round the corner, you see an enormous figure, as tall as Jean Pierre Le Maple Man.
3: Oh no! Whoa!
1: Yes. It is wearing old fashioned clothes that you may be able to glean some information from if you are able to get away from it. And it smells real bad. Hey, kid. Hey, kid. Yeah. You have been in the forest a long time mm-hmm. and you know what death and decay smells like. This smells like that, but worse. Mm-hmm. It has glowing eyes. And as you round the corner, both of you at the same time, it turns and it howls at both of you. And both of you are gonna to need to roll to read a bad situation.
0: All right. Um, dice. Uh, that is an eight on the dice plus zero, so eight.
1: All right, hey, Kib, what's your, what are you gonna, what are you gonna do?
0: Do I see any, I don't know if I need to spend a question to ask this, but I, I know there's something in danger here. Do I see anyone around, like immediately visible?
1: No, there's nobody visible. It's not attacking somebody who's there in between the two buildings. You are the only two people that are outside right now that you know of.
0: Interesting. Then I will ask are there any dangers we haven't noticed?
1: <sighs> no, this is the this is the danger right there in front of you. That's it. Right there. Okay. The big the the, <laughs> big, the big the big thing. <laughs> that big thing in front of you. That's the biggest danger. Fair. Right there.
0: Yep. Can I ask what I assume is sort of a natural follow-up question, which is, does it look like it's about to attack us?
1: <laughs> I mean, it. it <laughs> is turned and howled, and it will attack you. Kay. It's not going to just, like, hang out and,
3: you know, oh, oh. Wait, who I don't, don't want to step on your toes, Quinn, but I, I have a suggestion if we don't want to engage.
0: Well, I think you also need to roll. You right. do.
3: I did. I rolled a five.
2: Oh, well. Mark experience. Yep. Oh. Yeah.
1: Okay. Jean-Pierre Le Maple Man, this howl strikes fear in your heart. You are a man of the woods, the mountains, the maple, <laughs> and you are familiar with your, your cousins and your family that live in the woods. You are familiar with all the flora and fauna, the bears, the wolves, the squirrels. This thing- is so disconcerting to you that you are going to take one harm from the pure terror of witnessing this thing howling at you
3: of the unknown fair enough Mm -hmm. i'll take it yep i think that le maple man you know obviously does not read the situation as well as (laughs) he can, but is so terrified by this howl that he basically does something to the effect of um a cursed child if you would like to flee with me, jump on. Now I'm leaving. <laughs> because I have, one of my moves is that I get a plus one when I'm chasing, fleeing, or running away at an abnormally fast
0: speed.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, sexy. All right. Hey, kid, you want to?
0: Oh, uh, I really should. But will I? <laughs> but
3: would, hey, kid.
0: So I do think I feel some small measure of kinship with jump here. Mm-hmm. Ordinarily, this would not be any sort of question. Uh, and Hey Kid does have a very healthy and normal sense of self-preservation and Flight and Fight. So, uh, yes, I, I do jump atop uh, Jean-Pierre the Maple Man's back. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. Clarifying question. Like you've described this as a big hulking figure like mm-hmm. with sort of a malodorous presence, a miasma and, you know,
1: stink it's, it's st- it stinks, yeah. Stinks real and bad. And glowing
0: eyes. Is it like lanky? Is it lean? Is it like bulky? Is it hairy? Like what what am, what do we see in here?
1: It is wearing clothes.
0: Oh, that's right. You mentioned it's wearing weird mm-hmm. old-timey clothes.
1: Yeah. That's mm-hmm. wearing, It's so I'm
2: wearing weird old-timey clothes. Is it like humanish? Oh.
1: I mean, do you know a lot of bears that wear clothing, or you know, hey, monsters? this is that a wear? Wo-
0: this is a world of magic it's, and mystery. Yeah. It's very true. It's <laughs> I very don't know what kind well, of creature you've conjured here.
1: The clothes are the clothes are human clothes. This thing is just enormous, and that's okay. pretty much all I'm going to give you, unless you want to stick around. Uh, no, that's fair. Way- if you no, do, fair. you can get more information, but it's gonna howl again. <laughs> and hey, kid, you're gonna be a lot closer to it. So, yeah, no, I'm, can I get I'm ready a- to
0: leave?
3: <laughs> yeah. Sorry, just point of order. When you said old timey, mm-hmm. do you mean old fashioned, or like they look like they're tattered and old and
2: used? Mm-hmm.
3: Oh,
1: good Those question. An old things.
2: style or ancient cloth? Yes,
1: they're both old, very out of style. Uh-huh. But also these clothes look like they're not falling apart, but they're not in great shape. Got it. Okay.
3: So uh, this isn't like a time traveler that showed up today
2: mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> in a beautiful Renaissance
2: game.
1: This is I I will give this one to you for free. This is not a stinky time traveler.
2: Okay. Great. Okay, and they're holding a Zoai hander. A large <laughs> stinky <right>. time traveler. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Maybe time traveling smells
3: terrible.
0: We don't know.
1: You are not confronting a stinky time. We do travel. not know. I will. Yeah. I will give that we one to you for don't free. Know. So okay, Great. okay. You have hopped on Jean Pierre's back.
0: Yeah, I imagine this is like a piggyback situation. Yeah, yeah. Okay,
1: yeah. all right. Yeah. Um, where Jean Pierre? Where are you off to?
3: I feel like Jean Pierre is probably going to also go to the community center clinic because that's where supplies are. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: All three of you and the bleeding grad student all make it to the community center and inside.
0: Great. Can I look over like are we being pursued? I look I look back over my shoulder. Are we being yes. pursued? Yes. Ooh. Hey, can something strange happen? I would like to <laughs> roll jinx.
1: Okay, let's uh let <laughs> let me take a look at your move and see what this looks like. Yeah, give it a give it a roll. Give it a roll. Yeah. Strange things just
0: kinda happen around hey kids sometimes. Yeah, you're Not fucking clear weirdo. why though. I love playing just the weirdest mm-hmm. kid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love it. That is an eight plus two is a ten. Okay. You did write
2: Absurdia the game system. <laughs> it's true, I did.
1: <laughs> All right. And what? made a
2: whole playbook of strange kids.
1: <laughs> what two would you what two holds would you like to take?
0: Well, I know the first one, <laughs> uh, which, which is. is interfere with what a monster minion or bystander is trying to do. Okay. I think, I don't know if you want to decide how this goes down, Hannah, or if you want me to, but I would like to interfere with the large creature's pursuit in some way.
1: Okay. Um...
0: Maybe something random explodes and distracts it. Maybe something breaks and falls in front of it or on top of it. I don't know what it looks like exactly, but I would like it to be further away from us.
1: Okay, how about, here? here is what I'm thinking. When all of you get inside and you have shut this door and you've barred it, however you've barred it, it is trying to get inside and there is something there that is stopping it.
0: Can I suggest something?
1: Yes, suggest it.
0: There is inexplicably either a very large branch that is there that we can bar the door or a branch grows in front of the door.
1: Oh, I like the big branch. Yeah, you got a big branch, big stick. Yeah. All right. And then what's your second
0: hold that you would like? Can I hold on to it, actually? Sure. Hold on yeah, to it. Yeah, I'll hold on to it for now.
1: All right. Well, all of you are inside. Jean Pierre, mm-hmm. you you said it sounded like you wanted to do something. What would you like to do?
3: Oh, no, this is Tio. Uh, oh, uh, my my working th- Hello, it's Tio. Hi, my hi Tio. My working theory. Are you doing? you did good? Of of, Hey Kid. Uh-huh. I'm doing good. That's I'm good, doing that's all right. That's good. That's good. At the intermission that we took here, Kyle and I opened a bottle of wine so that I can be properly Jean-Pierre. Mm-hmm. But uh, a bottle of maple syrup? What I was
4: gonna... <laughs> that or is it maple wine? Was...
3: Yes. Let's go with yes. Sorry, I'm distracting. It's certainly, no, it's okay. <laughs> it's certainly a
2: sweet is, wine. Is so. wine not just maple syrup that's been out? Too long.
1: (laughs) It's not.
3: Well, vinegar.
1: Yeah.
2: (laughs) Okay. It's not. Mm
3: -hmm. I was just going to throw this out there. I obviously won't know until the one shot is over, but Quinn, my hypothesis is that you are some sort of fern that has taken human form. You are actually (laughs) a plant.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Unclear plant boy.
3: Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, that was all. Actually, I do think that we get inside Mm -hmm. and Jean Pierre promptly puts hey kid down and then turns to whoever is a- is in the space addressing the space in general and goes um do not go outside there is a uh, monster um i have some hypotheses for what this could be based on dress uh, appearance and general spookiness um yes safe room Do we have a safe room here? And then just kind of like looks to see how other people in the space respond.
1: Uh, Tell us a little bit about the community center. Yes, I'm gonna tell you folks a little bit about what you're looking at. The community center, it and the church, are the two oldest buildings. This was built a while ago. It's a pretty solid building, as opposed to you know some of the living quarters are kind of these like prefab homes that are cheap to fly the materials in. It's a big open area. So kind of like a rec center. And there are some offices and things like that kind of off to the side. But you know, there's not a lot, not a lot going on. Cause again, it's the, it's the height of the summer. You do have, if you were there, not fleeing this thing, uh, there's like a small stage area up at the front where, you know, folks can do like skits and stuff. There's also, like, a small area off to the side that has, like, some children's books and toys. There are not very many children who come through here, but...
2: No kidding.
1: No, 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 no kidding. But there are some, there's, like, some some kids' books and stuff off to the side. And there is some very basic first aid supplies there. And then in the space right now, it's the three of you, Tom... Who's been patched up a little bit? And Jim is there as well. So Jim is First Nations and he works as a backpacking guide, and he happens to be in the building when you folks arrive.
0: And is the creature just like pounding away oh, at the yeah. door? Yeah. Okay.
1: okay, let's 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 zoom out a little bit. Outside, <laughs> you can hear this thing howling and pounding at the door. And it goes up to a window and it pounds at the window. You know, if you want Do, to, you can go look through the does window. Does the window out. hold? The window holds. The window <laughs> holds. And while you folks are catching your breath, the howling stops momentarily. And then you hear something up on the roof. It sure sounds like something is drumming its heels against the roof, which is holding, its heels. but it's trying very hard.
0: Hey, kid walks over to one of the floorboards brings his heel down on it and it pops up it's a false floorboard and inside is a hunting rifle and he pulls it out
1: okay all right hey kid is on. this is
0: one of my weapons
1: all right crikey wow
0: it's like I'm... as big as me <laughs> yeah of course
2: uh asked tom hey mate is that a, a sound familiar is that the thing you were talking about
0: he is
3: nodding a lot um what do you want to do well, does anyone say anything or respond to Jean-Pierre's <laughs> statement? What was what Jean-Pierre's statement? Jean-Pierre said, I have some hypotheses of what this could be. Uh, oh, I thought those were still hypotheses like about
0: Hey Kid. Oh, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> yeah, this, is was, Jean- this is
3: Jean-Pierre. <laughs> okay, this is Jean-Pierre. He's
2: a fern. We know what Hey Kid is. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm all ears, mate. Is, it,
3: is anyone else clued in in the room? Jim is trying
1: to figure out, like, what the hell is going on. You know, you are right now the biggest thing in this room, so I think mm-hmm. you have a, a probably a commanding presence.
0: Jean Pierre, I cast you a sidelong glance as I'm loading bullets into the hunting rifle.
3: Okay, I nod approvingly. Mm-hmm. I have been around ma- many places, and I do not believe this is a th- this is a thing I have seen before. I must admit, I I worry it is a circadia like creature. It comes out at intervals of time and therefore much harder to have, how you say, spotted before. Those at the dig site, what what exactly were you were you looking for?
1: If you want to get some more information about from Tom, you're going to have to roll the investigative mystery because he is not doing well.
3: Fair enough. I'm just going to roll this one quick and see yeah. if there's yeah. anything yeah, else that we it. get out of it. If not... You know, there's always rifles.
2: Yeah, well, while I'm listening, Professor Luther pulls out and loads an old revolver, nodding seriously to Hey Kid. All right kid, you know how I use that? I give you a withering glance.
3: <laughs> mm, oh, I no.
0: Probably the, the, most, the most emotion that you've seen Hey Kid express in any <laughs> Oh, <written>. boy. <laughs>
3: also, it should be noted, John Pierre has a knife on him at all times. Okay. But really, his hands are his weapon. Mm-hmm. That's a six, so that's going to be a big old nothing.
2: Oof.
1: I think I get to take another hard move against Yes, I believe you, you do. Okay. You do. Um,
2: what a day.
3: Yeah.
1: There is a, a chimney and a fireplace in the community center. It doesn't get used very much. The flue stays shut because um, in the winter, fireplaces actually draw all the warm air out of the room and shunt it up the chimney. So that, that flue stays shut. But you seem to hear it moving around the chimney, and you're what? hearing the chimney kind of coming apart.
2: Oh, God. It's discovered a way in. Is this stone a stonemason chimney?
1: It is a stone chimney. The flue's made of iron, and it's tearing away the bricks.
0: I would like to walk up to one of the windows, mm-hmm. specifically one that's looking sort of north or northeast, so I can see the library and or radio tower. Uh-huh. The library is a former church, yeah? Mm-hmm. Does it have a bell?
1: Oh, that's a very good question. Indeed. Uh, why don't you roll me um Quim, what what was it that you'd like us to do is roll um
0: oh, plus luck.
1: We'll just do a straight we'll just do a straight roll. If you roll a 4, or 5 or 6, there's a bell. If you roll 1 through 3, there's no bell.
0: Okay. That is a 4.
1: There is a bell.
0: I would like to shoot the bell. Okay. Specifically to try to distract this thing. Okay. Mm.
1: Let's see. I think that's going to be. um,
0: Probably act under pressure.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be an act (laughs) under pressure.
0: Okay. Kick some ass.
1: (laughs) I was like, are you kicking the bell's ass?
0: Maybe. That's boxcars. Plus one, 13. Okay.
1: Okay. These windows are like the uh, uh, the one that you have is is one that you can kind of push the pain out a little bit, and so you you take your rifle and you level it up, and you don't even have to line up the scope because you're really feeling the the power of the earth, God, the forest. <laughs> the
0: sometimes things just go right for me.
1: Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. And you fire, and <laughs> it lets out this imagine <laughs> loud peel and for a moment the noise on top of the roof stops and you hear something scrabbling away from the chimney and you see something drop down onto the ground what i will tell you is this will distract this monster but once it figures out that there's nothing there for it it's gonna come
0: back i close the window very very quietly Mm -hmm. scrunch down to a a squat below it and look at the rest of the assembled people here and say, it's coming back. We need to leave.
2: Fair enough. Jean-Pierre, are you able to uh, carry Tom? I don't think he's walking out of here by himself.
1: Yes. Before you folks exit, uh, because again, I'm a fan of your characters. You have another person here. Tom is your your fucked up grad student. Jim is your uh, he's a backpacking guide, and then you know you're in a community center. There's
3: things there community could be
1: useful.
2: Things. I will investigate the community center for useful things.
3: Yeah, I can't I can't be the one to do it. I'm very bad at it. Uh, I'll
2: en- I'll enlist Jim who probably has a good knowledge of the town as well to investigate the community center and consider other locations as a good place to stash Tom safely and perhaps ourselves as well and maybe leave here discreetly and avoid the attention of the thing when it comes back.
1: Alright, roll investigate a mystery.
2: That's a six. Does Jesus anyone want to help?
3: I cannot oh help God. you.
2: Uh I will Gym. help. Kid, Jim? <laughs> I will hurt you by helping you.
0: <laughs> I say absolutely nothing to Luther or to Jim, but I do start also rifling around the community center looking for anything useful, mm-hmm. which I guess in a way is helping. That's a six. <laughs>
2: Never mind. We're all dead.
3: Jesus Christ. Can I? Uh, okay. At this point, can I help out the help out? Can I try? Technically, yes. Ah, <laughs> uh, fuck it. Let's do it. Okay.
2: Incredible. We're all mm-hmm. just rooting around in the community center. All right. Yep. Yeah. Okay. All right.
3: All mm-hmm. right.
2: If we all fail, we we take the wall; the whole thing collapses.
3: Oh my gosh, that's amazing! That, my friends, is a fourteen. <laughs> <Holy> <laughs> <shit>. Oh my
2: <laughs> god! What? Holy cow! Okay. You're so good at helping. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So, I like how you were like, I
0: oh, I don't, don't want to help out. I can't help I can't out. You have a help. better role for me. That corny. was the best
3: rule of this game that I'm going to get.
0: <laughs> okay. Yeah, so- I, guess,
3: I guess that's not too bad.
1: Quinn, I think how this plays out, because, you know, the, the, the rule is a little bit closer to me. The mechanics of it is that I get to take a hard move against the professor because that was a full fail.
0: Well, Tio brought me up to a mixed success, which means right. I give a plus one to Luther, which <laughs> makes his a mixed success.
2: <laughs> nice. So we have a full success okay. help out, a mixed success help out, and a mixed success investigation. So <laughs> Luther gets one okay, hold. So
1: you get one hold. <laughs> but I expose
2: myself to trouble or danger. Yeah.
0: Yes. Oh, great.
1: Okay. Uh, let's resolve the, f- the first one first. What is your question?
2: What is being concealed here?
1: The community center has things in it, so you could ask beyond just what is being concealed here, I'm going to say.
2: Okay, yeah. I'm I'm looking for useful things to save our skin.
1: Okay. It sounds like you want to know more about what this might be. I'd love to know
2: what the creature is. If the community center has like a cryptid reference lore book.
3: Or a history of the town that happens to, maybe this thing is local and just only pops up occasionally.
1: All right. I will tell you that, uh, uh, Professor, you know, you, you are a learned man. Of course. It is not just rocks.
2: The PhD is entirely real.
1: The PhD is entirely real. Yes. Mm-hmm. You frequently say I have my degree in yep. response to things, right? Because mm-hmm. nobody would question that.
2: Especially if you say it over and over again.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. Especially if you say it like at a printer that's not working.
2: Uh-huh. I found that to be yeah. really useful. <laughs> in traffic.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you you are a learned man, and your eyes happen to catch on. One of the children's books there is on uh, European and Norse mythology.
0: Mm. Oh, no.
1: And your degree sense. I don't want to say spidey sense. Your totally normal perception of things <laughs> based on your entirely real degree makes you think that that might be useful.
2: I get the book. I get it, I flip, flippity flip, flip through it.
1: flipping through. Okay, you got Kelpies and you got Giants and you got, for whatever reason, there's a unicorn in there. And towards the end, you flip to a page that describes a Draugr. Yep. Mm Mm-hmm. A Draugr is an undead. This is a children's book. So you're not like gonna a get a cute little
0: t- skeleton. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay,
1: exactly. You know, you don't get a ton from it. Uh, and, you know, and honestly, here's the thing: the drawing of it actually looks a little bit cute, which is uh, a little alarming. Mm-hmm. But y- you are seeing that this is something that is—it uh, is an undead creature created from a person who was greedy or evil when they died. They are very, very big. They smell. Terrible! They smell of death and decay, Mm. and that's the information that you get from this. Is this is this is something that at some point was a living person and is Mm -hmm. now no longer. And I think you make a mental note. You look back at and you see the publisher, and you think, if I get out of this, I'm going to write the most strongly worded letter (laughs) about about this. Uh,
2: Dear Penguin.
1: Dear DK Bucks, really could have used some more information about how to kill this thing. Also, (laughs) the pictures. Put
2: put the weaknesses in the children's book, please.
1: Mm -hmm. Yep.
2: I turn around and be like, all right, gang, seems we're dealing with a sort of an undead out there. Draugr, and I hold up the cute picture and point to it. (laughs) This is what we're facing. Nasty bugger. I believe I can hold it steady. So we maybe want to consider a sort of trap for it. Does anybody know anything about these?
3: Now, earlier, we said that Jean-Pierre had never heard this scream before, which as a Frenchman who is connected to both Sasquatch and Yeti and other monsters, I feel like they would have known that anything that was on the European continent.
2: Yeah. You still might not have firsthand experience of a yeah. I
3: I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Well, then, Hannah, you you tell me if I've ever heard of, maybe haven't encountered, but heard of.
1: You have not. And you know, you're kind of puzzled about that because you've picked up the book, which by the way, you holding the book is extremely comical because (laughs) you're enormous and this book is tiny. It's like you're holding a little voter's pamphlet. Am I in this book? I don't know. You tell me, would you be in the book?
3: I think I am. I think that would be very funny.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I will also tell you that my understanding is that you live in in Canada and all of your family lives in North America. This creature is of Norse mythology, of European, and uh, perhaps that's where it started. And that's all I'm going to give you.
3: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay, then I guess I, I wouldn't really be, I would have nothing useful to add here. So I will defer back to the group then.
2: I'm kind of formulating a trapping plan. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's okay. gone for a while, but it's going to come back here. I think I am able to hold it in place and trap it, whether we want to run away or try, maybe try to hit it with a whole bunch of stuff and see what hurts it most.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, kid, with your help out and your mixed success, you have exposed yourself
0: Yeah.
1: to potential harm. Trouble or danger? Uh, Not harm. Trouble or danger. (laughs) Trouble or danger. Trouble. Okay. Yep. Well, I mean,
0: danger could be harm, I suppose, but
1: it doesn't have to be. Yeah, It doesn't have to be. The creature, the Draugr, has deduced that there's nobody in the church. Yeah. There's either nobody there or it's not able to get in. And it knows that there are people in the community center. So it's going to come back.
0: Is there a back door by chance?
1: Yes. There's a back door.
0: Great. I'm going to go that way.
2: Yeah, I'm sure right. maybe not be in the community center when it comes into the community center.
0: I sling the hunting rifle over my shoulder and just start walking towards the back door.
1: All right, when the rest of you, are you going to go with?
0: I do say as I'm walking past everyone, it's coming back. Yes, th- uh, thank you. Uh,
2: Jean-Pierre, <laughs> do you mind uh, giving me a hand here with Tom? Yes, I don't think he can walk by himself. We just need to get out of the get out of this place. I think maybe i got an idea when, carrying... come, when this thing comes back. But we got to get out of here.
3: Uh, Jean Pierre is carrying him like a baby.
2: Aww. Aww. Does Jim know a good place to to get to here?
1: Oh gosh, what's his recommendation for where you folks could go? The oldest buildings here are gonna be the community center, that library, former church, or the store. Everything else is gonna be a little bit flimsier. If you wanted to it's a bit of a bit of a walk and you do have one working ATV as you could go back to the dig site if you wanted to but uh, that's that's kind of your options you is leave the community center and check check somewhere else out uh, Professor you talked about maybe trying to drop it
2: Yeah my plan is we leave this this building I'll hang back and as soon as this monster comes into the building mm-hmm. I'd like to use my wall combat magic to either trap it here or try to smash this building down on it.
1: Yeah. How is this uh, How is this going to work? Are you luring it uh, in the front door?
2: Well, I figured it's coming back. Uh-huh. I'm torn between we can run away from this thing. We don't really know how to heard it we haven't tried to fight it yet so do we fight it here or do we Mm -hmm. need to go learn some more stuff i'm just kind of a little
3: well i uh. i mean i need to touch it to drape my my fighting involves touching it so Mm -hmm. for me running away is not a very useful mechanism in terms of fighting if someone else can help trap
0: it first
1: as they say your party what would you like to do
0: above the um, table like? cuz i don't want to be obnoxious as hey kid i don't think we know enough about it to fight it so mm-hmm. my vote would be to leave and try to learn more about it i think the dig site makes sense
2: maybe we run away yeah maybe the dig site has some some clues
0: i think we're going to get rolled up on if we try to fight it right now <laughs> so luther if you need to cover our exit you know if it gets in that'd be great but i think i, I think we need more mm-hmm. intel
2: yeah, I just didn't. It it felt like it was gonna just fall So like, if we ran to the dig site, it would just kind of follow us to the dig site. Oh yeah, probably. We wouldn't, have t- we wouldn't have time <laughs> probably.
0: to set anything up
3: there.
2: We have that
0: one ATV. We can do a, a three stooges on the ATV.
2: We could all get on the ATV. Yeah, we <laughs> I mean, gave, I can run alongside. The that's ATV. true. You don't need an ATV. <laughs> true. Yes. Yeah, so why don't we do that? We'll give we'll give Tom to Jim and have him take him to a residence and stay safe. And let's go to the dig site.
1: Okay, so the thing is coming back, and it, it appears to be making a, a beeline for the front door. You can hear it banging on the front door, and then, you, you know, you hear it doing its thing again, where it was going up on the roof, and it was maybe trying to get through the chimney, and the rest of you exit out the back. Um, God, am I going to make you roll to see if you get out of
0: there? May I offer something uh, instead? I
1: Yeah, yeah, what do you want to do? Can
0: I spend my last jinx hold so that the creature gets stuck in the chimney? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, nice.
1: (laughs) Yes, yes. Incredible. Yes, all of you slip out. Tom and Jim are going to make their way over to the store. You're not bogged down then by somebody who's been grievously wounded. And I will say, hey, kid. Yes. You look back and you see oh, ha-ha, the big, scary Draugr has gotten stuck in the chimney. And to your eye, it's stuck, but it also seems to be running into an issue with the flu.
4: <laughs> I'm going to
1: give you that, and then all three of you pile on to the ATV, and you can hear it howling and roaring in the back. And you vroom, 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 vroom,
3: and vroom, run. Vroom, vroom, vroom.
1: I'm sitting here. I'm making the like thing with my hands and my wrists, which is working really well in an audio (laughs) medium. Which one of you is vroom vrooming? Who's driving this thing?
2: Probably me. If Hey Kid has had no interest in the ATV, I think Luther at least tries to start driving. I really think- And Jean-Pierre is just keeping pace (laughs) alongside no problem. I
0: really think Hey Kid is on Jean-Pierre's back. (laughs) rather than on oh, sure ATV. <laughs> okay,
3: so one,
2: uh, one person on an ATV.
3: Wait, so am I carrying John in like a baby and then you're on my back and then it's just... Oh, oh
2: no, <laughs> uh, no, no. Uh, we were going to leave Tom with Jim. Oh, we were yeah, going go to leave yes. Tom, to Tom and Jim. Tom and Jim. Yeah, yes. we got rid of oh, our NPCs. Got it, got it. Deposited closely. Okay,
3: although that would have been very funny. That would have
2: been very funny. Indeed. Luther will hop on too. We've, let's not take an ATV. <laughs> okay no i'll drive any TV.
0: our npcs that we were (laughs) categorically incapable of getting any information from because of our terrible roles
1: yeah Yeah. i'm just like hey guys bye uh while you zoom away to the like benny hill theme song um
0: hey no you don't
1: do that that's the that's the wrong vibes yes
0: instead of talking to the lovely characters that you created (laughs) can i talk to the secret master
1: Oh my I'm goodness. sorry, the what? Yes, as you are- Is this a
2: spooky thing? This, I'm this going to mark a... spook already. This sounds
1: spooky. <laughs> <laughs> Professor, by the end of this, all of your hair is going to be white. That's the. Yeah. That's what happens when your spooky box fills up. I just made that roll up. <laughs> I
3: like that, though.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. As we're zipping along, uh, or you're you're on the back of
0: Jean-Pierre, Jean-Pierre Le Maple Leaf? As we travel down the road and enter the depths of the forest, trees reaching into the- a uh, uh-huh. narrow pathway my unblinking eyes get wider and wider mm-hmm. and wider
1: yeah what what's what are you doing you're reaching out
0: yeah so i am illuminated mm-hmm. when you telepathically ask the secret masters or in this case the secret master for aid roll plus weird yeah and uh-huh. i want to i want to use this move so i'm going to do it now
1: <laughs> cool yeah do it
0: that is a 9 plus 2 is it 11
1: Ooh, okay, so it looks like on a 10 or more, the Secret Masters reveal a key fact, clue, or technique that will help you. I am envisioning that as you are reaching out to the Secret Masters, all of the sound of the forest and everything else, the ATV, is kind of dropping away, and instead your head is full of whispers. Oh, yeah lots and lots of whispers and when it doesn't work that's all you hear is whispers but in this case you start to hear something a little bit louder something Something taken
3: taken,
1: something taken from from its its tomb tomb has awoken it it. return Return it to the tomb tomb to kill it. it find the
3: object Find,
4: find the, object. the object, find the object, find
1: the object. And then the whispers fade back away.
0: All the trees are leaning in towards the road as we're going.
1: Mm-hmm,
0: yeah.
1: Has Jean-Pierre noticed anything strange about you?
3: You mean besides the normal strange?
0: Yes. It's <laughs> up to Jean-Pierre. Audible?
3: Yeah, that's oh, up to Yeah, is? this is, yeah. Is the oh, okay. Uh-huh. I didn't know yeah. if, how good you are at, at, you know, keeping that.
0: I mean, I don't think the whispering is audible to anyone else, but the arc of the trees probably is.
3: Yeah, I think Jean Pierre notices that and makes a mental note to ask you about some things that he's looking for in the forest when this is all over. I don't think he addresses it in the moment at all. Mm hmm. May- okay, you know what? I- Sorry, I scratched that. I don't think he addresses it in terms of like what's happening, but more of um, <laughs> as we're running, <laughs> <laughs> just being like, I um, hope you have a plan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I yeah.
0: lean into Jean-Pierre's ear so that my lips are almost touching his lobe. Sure. Spook. Natural. I'm
2: going to mark another spook. <laughs> Jeez. And
0: say... This
1: is so spooky. It's so spooky.
0: (laughs) They took something from it. We have to take it back. Bury what should have stayed deep. We're going the wrong way.
3: Then Jean-Pierre says out loud, We're going the wrong way. That was very, uh like, Dutch almost. I don't know what that was. I like um, it. It's good. Listen. My other I, ancestors. are a moving target.
2: Yeah. yeah I have traveled, like, 4,000 miles with this <laughs> accent.
1: We've gotten a little bit of Aussie. We've gotten some kiwi. We've gotten some cockney. It's a journey. Uh, I don't know. It's really a journey. Delta.
2: Yeah, it's the magic. It's the magic in me.
3: We gone the wrong way, eh? Um, Okay. Yeah. yeah. What are you talking about? Are you saying something? Stop. Uh, We must stop. And I think that Jean-Pierre runs a little in front of the ATV and puts a hand out.
2: (laughs) <laughs> you just grab the back of it. <laughs> or <laughs> that.
3: I I kind of like the idea of stopping it in front the oh, way sure. that like if a kid is walking and you just like put your hand out and they just like run into it like, phoom. <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, that kind of thing. I think Jean-Pierre does one of those and goes, the um, cursed child says we are going the wrong way.
2: Oh. Hi. Hi. Hi, um, kid. Where are we? <laughs> oh, my
0: Jesus. Uh, yeah, there's the kiwi.
3: Yep. Yep,
0: we got back to it.
2: <laughs> where are we go? Mm-hmm. Where are
0: we? Where are we going, mate? They took something. The people at the dig site.
2: You think Tom had it on him?
0: Well, Tom's the board visitor, right?
2: Tom's the student from the dig site. Oh, yeah. okay. He reported that Darla was yeah. was killed at the dig site. So if Darla had it, I presume they would have been able to find it.
1: Just uh, as a as a summary of your dramatis personae. Tom is your patched-up, bleeding, dying grad student who came from the Mm -hmm. the dig site. Jim is your uh, backpacking guide who is with him. Carl was the person in the living quarters, the other living quarters, so he is still... He is he a, is he
2: a, a special thing or is he just he, person in living quarters?
1: He was the other. He's the other one of. The, he's just a dude there. I just made up on the spot. He's just just saying a guy. out there. It's just he like he lives. He lives there. in the living quarters. Yeah, he's like out there to like find himself, man, and but you know he's wear a lot of flannel. Ringleader
2: of this whole thing.
1: Yeah, no, he's the other PhD student. Uh, other. Oh. Uh, okay. Darla's other PhD student. So gotcha. he is back there in the in town.
0: Without a hint of irony, "Hey kid," says. They dug too deep. We need to return. <laughs> what they took. Take that bloody film. Put it back in the ground. Uh, yes.
3: Okay. Um. And I think that Jean-Pierre has now done, has flipped the ATV around. Oh, boy. Okay. So that it's facing the way we came. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's like a toy
2: car. <laughs> yeah. Pick it up, turn it around. And,
3: and then we guy. just start running back towards town. And as we're running slash driving, jean pierres is like, is do we think it is with the um, um the, the the men we saw earlier, or do we think it's with um that other one?
2: Ah, local favorite Carl. Yes. Suppose we can check both of them.
3: We we may uh split up and meet at um.
2: Uh, I pull up my map. Oh. Don't look now, but keep going fast. There goes the drop. Jean Jean
1: <laughs> Jean Jean Pierre. Um. <laughs> You happen to look off to the side as you're running, and a small beam of sunlight has come down through the forest, uh, like in a Disney movie. And you look down, and it is illuminating a single, (gasps) beautiful mushroom. Mm. I'm going to need you to roll and and act act under pressure. pressure. (laughs) (laughs) Jinx. To resist...
0: What jinx? Are you
1: gonna use it? Are you gonna use a jinx? <laughs>
0: jinx. I can encourage coincidences okay. to occur the way I want. Uh, I would like to
2: jinx.
1: Okay. <laughs> Go ahead and, and roll that creepy child. Thank you. What?
2: You gotta make it look nasty, or what's the?
1: Well, let's see what happens.
2: Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> uh,
1: it's
2: a what's five. What's this move? Plus... Is this just you just get to do
0: things? Uh, <laughs> I can encourage coincidences <laughs> to occur the way I want them. <laughs> Sure. It's a, that's it's a 5 very vague. Plus 2 is a 7.
4: <laughs> okay. I would like
0: to spend my hold to help a hunter giving them plus 1 forward by interfering with their enemy. I would like the branches of the trees oh, okay. to curl around and block out that sunbeam. <laughs> so, I think that okay. means that No sunbeam uh, to the
2: act under pressure.
1: Yeah, so jump here, you then just get a you get a plus 1 to act under pressure to resist Red, okay. this. Okay. Boy, okay. So got to it's, it's you know it's there. It's, it's cool, there. you're very good at it. You know it's there. You can't see it. So it's a little less tempting, but that's a solid
3: 8.
2: Woo.
1: Okay, let's see. You get a worse uh a worse outcome, a hard choice or a price to pay. Talk amongst yourselves while I think about what I'm going to do
0: to you. <laughs> when we get past <laughs> this, my vote would be to split up and meet back at the
2: store. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I was gonna say either the store or I guess we've kind of burned all the other locations. Yeah.
0: It's <laughs> oh, that of the parking lot, but I feel like the
2: store is a better bet.
3: Safer. Yeah. Yeah,
0: that's
2: probably better. I can go talk to Tom. I did save his life. Good point. That's true. I can go back to the living quarters
0: where Carl I think was mm-hmm. before we distracted the Draugr.
2: I mean, I
3: think I have to pick one of the. the those are the two spots. True. That yeah. Things are happening.
0: Yeah, there's dead
2: Darla, but
3: if it was on her, I feel like it would have taken it.
2: Yeah, yeah. So. it's probably hunting it. Yes. Exactly. You can help with Carl if Carl tries to run away or something. You're very yeah. fast chasing. Yeah,
0: that's true. The two of us combined form one functional human. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's exactly how that works. Ah, uh, Jean Pierre, you got a couple choices. You can eat the mushroom. But it turns out it's not a very good mushroom, and you're going to take one harm from it. Mm. It's a bad mushroom.
3: It happens. It happens.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Or you're going to... (laughs) Too often. You're going to resist the temptation to go and eat this beautiful little mushroom that's now hiding behind some branches. For some reason, that's weird. But the fact that it took you a little while to decide whether you were going to be able to eat this mushroom or resist it means that the professor is going to get there a little bit sooner than you are and he is going to alert the Draugr that everybody is now emerging back from the forest into town. So the Jogger is going to have, as opposed to all of you showing up at once and being able to go wherever you need to, you will have lost the element of surprise.
3: I'm only at one harm. I'll take another harm. Yeah. All right. What does it make?
1: What does it look like when you get to indulge your deepest desires?
3: So I already look like a very hairy burly man of the mountain. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm on the furrier side but you look at me and you still think that's probably a human. A ginormous very furry human but unlike some of my relatives I can, I can kind of like blend in with the humans better unless I'm eating. When I'm feeding whether that's um, literally eating food or draining life force it's like how goosebumps work. All of my fur kind of puffs up and puffs out. <laughs> yeah. And I okay. kind of look like when a dog has just had a bath and then gets blown out like their hair yeah. gets blown out. Yeah. Yes. So I look almost I, like, you know, it's me because of how tall I am and because of my eyes. But otherwise, I am. Compl- I look completely different. I think my clothes tear in certain places because the fur just stands up so tall that it like breaks You're through. You're out?
0: Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's called no, coyoting no. up, actually.
3: Oh, thank you. <laughs> yes. Yeah. One of my relatives tried to make fetch happen like yeah. that, and it's just not going yeah. uh, Oh.
1: <laughs> oh. Somewhere in Colorado, Alvin's like, oh. Oh. Hmm. I'm, sh- I'm like shiver somebody just like somebody say something mean about me
2: <laughs> s- s- somewhere in Colorado out al- <laughs> there's, there's an Alvin that goes man I could kill for a mushroom risotto right now <laughs>
1: <laughs> so that's what it looks like when you have a really good mushroom you bite into this one and you are expecting uh, listeners, I don't like mushrooms. So my description of them is slimy and weird mouthfeel, which is not helpful here. So whatever you were expecting this mushroom to taste like, it doesn't. <laughs>
0: It, it, it tastes, tastes slimy <laughs> and like a weird <laughs> mouthfeel.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah.
3: It's, yeah. It's, that's not how I would describe mushrooms. Beautiful so yeah.
2: Word <laughs> <picture>. <laughs> However you wanted this to be, it's not
1: It's bad. not. It's, it's the not opposite. That.
2: It's bad. It's,
1: it's bad. Yeah. And you, you swallow and like, man, it just hits your stomach like a lead balloon. And you're going to take one harm. I think the harm it's like you are psychically injured from the fact that you identified a mushroom and it was bad and you thought it was going to be good because you're really good at identifying mushrooms.
3: Yeah, it's a real letdown when that happens. Um, uh-huh. I usually go into the forest for a few days to contemplate things, but I don't have that kind of time right now. Nope. Yeah. Nope.
2: Pressing issues.
3: <laughs> so you all make it back to town. You
1: can't see the drogger as you come back into town. Oh, phew! I mean, that's not necessarily—that's not. Necessarily. That's not
2: great, but I thought you were gonna yeah. say you can't see.
1: Oh no! In <laughs> that comparison, that would be much worse yeah, for sure. <laughs> no, no. You come back into town. You can't. See. It's not like standing in the middle of the street waiting for you to come home with a jacques. You mm-hmm. don't see it.
0: Can okay. I
1: will tell you, you're not gonna have a ton of time
0: can i tune yeah. in
1: tell the listeners what tune in is
0: i used it earlier i think it's just a knowledge of like a intrusive presence
1: uh-huh. usually
0: in the forest but i think it extends to town as well
1: this town is surrounded by a wilderness so yes i think you're in. absolutely it's functionally part of
0: the wilderness
1: yes make a it's a weird role
0: plus weird Okay, I'm a roll. weird, weird boy.
1: You are so fucking weird.
0: Uh, that is a nine plus two is eleven.
1: All right, let's see. You get to hold three.
0: Where is it?
1: Where is it? Um <laughs> it is at the communications tower. It's all the way on the other side of town.
0: What is it planning to do right now?
1: Uh, it's planning to knock that thing over.
0: Oh, dang mm-hmm. who does it regard as the biggest threat or or what?
1: That's a good question. None of you are particularly, I think I'm going to make an assumption about the three of you based on your communications with me.
2: We all love mushrooms.
1: None of you are pure of heart and have a good relationship with God. (laughs) Am I right? Am I right? Okay. So it's not the three of you, Mm. but it would be afraid of of something that would have, uh, who is pure of heart and godly. Or somebody who was in possession of whatever object.
0: Does this come through as like a fear of the church?
1: It could be the church. It would also be, again, whoever is in possession of the object that you are looking for.
0: Okay. I think as we get to town... I jump off of Jean-Pierre's back and just point up to the communications tower where I assume there's like kind of like a weird lumpy object on the side.
4: Mhm.
0: Just say we have time but not a lot.
2: All right, I'll go talk to Tom. Y'all get y'all. Who am I? <laughs> y'all. <laughs> you might go talk to Carl. I'll go f- have a chat with Tom. It doesn't like the church. Well, maybe maybe Jean-Pierre can uh take the cross right off the top of that church, I say jokingly. Ha 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 ha. ha. But maybe. Hey kid, look Jean at Jean-Pierre. Jean-Pierre starts
3: to think about it. <laughs> Jean-Pierre starts to like think about scaling it and goes, mm, "It's uh it's can be done."
0: Oh, Jean-Pierre's like, "I mean, it's a bit of a cliché. A third cousin <laughs> did it once, but
3: <laughs> yes, yes. It 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 has uh look, it's not original. But uh, if it if it ain't broke, as the Americans say, don't don't fix, don't <laughs> fix it. Yes.
2: Hey, kid
0: looks at the two of you and then starts walking toward the living quarters where Carl is.
2: I, okay. Room, room, room to wherever Jim took Tom.
0: Vroom,
3: vroom. That I guess was I'm. The storm. I guess I'm gonna go to the former church, right?
2: <laughs> yeah, you, I mean, you it's, can come it's with up me up if you, you want. Yeah, you can, you can go talk to Carl, like the, the original plan. I was just goofing that if it's afraid of the church, maybe a cross could be handy. Mm-hmm. I
3: mean, it, it wouldn't be the worst idea, but I don't know. Hey, kid doesn't strike me as wanting backup, but I feel like maybe it's useful to have. I
2: think it probably is. I think there is a risk that Carl might try to... Yeah. Yeah, is is right now packing a bug out bag. Yeah. <laughs> I just I wanted, wanted to provide the other two of you with information. Also,
0: I think as a player, I think the idea of you climbing the church and taking the cross off is really funny. But um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's still time. From a narrative it's sense, it so might make fucking... more sense for you to come with me.
1: <laughs> it is very funny.
0: <laughs> but we shouldn't always do only the things that are funny.
3: Quinn. What are you talking about?
1: Have I you mean
0: met
3: this is you you are getting to be
1: a player. So yeah. indulge.
0: indulge. Well this is Tio's choice. This is Jean-Pierre's choice. Yeah.
1: But this is a collaborative story building
3: environment.
1: And that's why so... I gave
0: Jean-Pierre the information to make the best mm-hmm. choice.
3: <laughs> All right. Okay, here's what I'm what I'm going to tell the group here. I think Jean-Pierre has clocked exactly how long it would take him to pull the cross down and decides to go with hey kid with the plan being that when things go bad whether it's that Carl attacks or is like a shady individual which this stolen thing or if we we encounter the big bad Jean-Pierre is going to serve as the as the <laughs> bait and mm-hmm. either try to grab the thing and go running towards the Cross or <laughs> just look like they grabbed it and run towards the cross.
0: Uh-huh. Incredible. Okay. Love All it. All right.
1: Why don't we uh Professor Luther? Good day, mate. Uh why don't we have you
2: crikey. go is the beer I'm drinking tonight.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That's true. it's Foster's Australian it beer. It, it,
2: this That's... this crikey IPA has really <laughs> really, th- <Take> <laughs> root. Made. it's given me a bad idea at the very start of this, <laughs> but carry on.
1: That's not a knife, this is a knife.
2: That's how you play knifey-spoony.
1: All right, perfect. So why don't you go vroom-vroom. I go
2: to the store.
1: Yeah, you arrive at the store and you can see that Jim has barred the door. And so I think you're gonna go up there and you're gonna bang on the door. I assume you would bang up on the door. It's me, you bugger. Yep. Uh, And Jim looks through the door. He sees you. He sees that you're alone. And he opens the door, pulls you in, and locks and bars the door behind you. The store is, it looks a little bit like one of those, Um, if anybody ever either read or watched The Little House on the Prairie, um, kind of one of those general stores where you've got like a, you know, a shelf behind and then like a counter Again, it's an older building, so you can see that it's really heavy-duty timber. Mm -hmm. The windows are framed with iron. The doorframe is iron. And Jim has Tom. I should have given them more distinct names. Lessons (laughs) for my next next one-shot is give people more distinct names. Uh, Jim has Tom behind the counter and he's been able to, while you were off driving through the woods, discovering poisonous mushrooms, That's speaking to time. the trees, you know, it hasn't been that long, but he's been able to stop the bleeding. Okay. And so Tom is still in bad shape. And I will tell you that if you are not able to get him out of there soon or provide more comprehensive medical attention, he's going to die. But Jim yeah. has stabilized him.
2: Great. yeah, I'd like to go to Tom like, Tom, this is very, very important. We don't have a lot of time. Did you or anybody at the site take anything? An artifact? did you find any any, any items, tools, very, very shiny rocks?
1: Very shiny rocks? Would that be something of, of personal interest to the professor?
2: Particularly shiny, glowing rocks that kind of hum and, and sing songs to you? Not important. Did you take anything from the dig site?
1: Tom kind of looks up at you and his eyes are really glassy. He's very pale. He's lost a lot of blood. And um,
2: While I'm talking, the, I'm getting my rune stones out again.
1: Yeah, he looks up at you and he goes, oh, it's, a, it's a dig site. We, we took a lot of stones. Sp- Stuff from the dig site. There was a, you know, there was a, there was a journal. Oh, there was like a, I mean, it was, it was, we thought it was just an encampment for an explorer. And then we found the, the entrance to the, to the tomb. And then we, we went inside and We didn't know we were doing anything wrong, but yeah, we took, there's, there was a sword and there was a, there was a a pickaxe and, yeah, we, we took a lot of stuff from the dig site. Me, me, Carl took some of it. He left, he left early. He had to go back and, I don't know, he wanted to leave early, but it was just me and Darla and then, well... And he he lapses into silence. Mm -hmm. Jim goes, why do you care what they took from from the dig site? That dig site's been there for two summers.
2: That big bloody fucker's trying to find something that y'all took. Y'all again. Damn it. Where am I? (laughs) (laughs) Um.
3: Maybe you just like westerns.
2: Ah, uh, uh, study where? Well. that's... What, <laughs> that's what, that was my last one-shot character. I have my Dang PhD God. in uh, Western... ...Western literature.
3: <laughs> I mean, the I, West.
2: I minored in film studies with a speciality in Clint Eastwood.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, Somebody does Do you feel that.
2: lucky, punk? Oh, my God. Do you? Mate. Do you feel lucky, Crikey. mate? What was the last... Tom, I need you to focus. Steady now. And I want to try to pump some healing magic into him.
1: Yeah, if you want more information from him, you're going to have to. He's doing badly. But Jim goes, I don't understand why any of this matters. We have to contact Selene, our pilot. The only way we're going to reach her is by radio.
2: That thing's trying to tear down the tower as we speak. We need to find this item and put it back so it goes home. Uh, Zap, magic.
1: Yes, roll, Shit. roll some magic. Fuck.
4: <laughs> Shit!
2: Fuck! Oh, no. Uh, that's a a three on the dice plus two is five, okay. uh, which is a miss. But here's here's what I'm gonna use a move. Uh huh. I'm gonna use could have been worse. Okay. When you miss a use magic roll, you can choose one of the following options instead of losing control of the magic. I'm gonna choose this is gonna suck. The effect happens. I heal him, but I trigger all of the glitches except for one. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! Uh,
1: <laughs> I, I am gonna say that house rules. All of you do have a luck point, although this is very funny and very narrative. It is. Amusement.
2: I do. Extremely it is buddies. very funny. I get so. to use. I I have a move for this, so I'm not I'm not worried about missing on this particular one. I may use a luck point later because I do really like the spell slinger luck special.
4: Not oh That it comes
2: to play in this one shot, but I'm very excited. God. So, Stay okay, tuned. Okay, uh, so, so you I'm going to sh- choose that the one that doesn't happen is the effect mm-hmm. is weakened because I do really want to heal him and make sure he's okay. So okay. he will heal for one, but it is of short duration. I take a harm, it draws immediate unwelcome attention, and it also has a problematic side effect. Good luck, Hannah. Oh,
4: ah,
1: the power! <laughs> I have so much power! <laughs> problematic side effect. Oh, man. You know, Quinn has put that on me so. How does many it feel, times. Hannah?
0: How does it feel? It
1: feels it feels incredible. Uh-huh. Uh I feel <laughs> right. It, it feels right. It feels natural. Uh-huh. All right, Professor Luther. Your glasses that help you see, mm-hmm. you know, another space or time. Even though you were not using them at all in this mm. magical incantation, they're in your pocket right now and you feel and hear uh Cracking sound. And you take them out and the lenses have cracked. Damn it. Both of them. Your magical ability, it wasn't precise enough. And so it got back onto you. uh, That is part of the one harm and has also Mm -hmm. cracked your glasses. That is your problematic side effect. And you also hear out in the outdoors, outside, you hear the howl.
2: (laughs) Tom, I need you to focus. That's the last thing you took from that dig site. So me, Kyle, the player, is starting to think that Carl found something and is tr- was trying to scurry away.
1: So Tom looks a little bit, a little bit more alert. You know, the color is coming back into his cheeks. The last thing we left with was the sword and, and a pickaxe. Those were the t- those were the two things that Carl.
2: Excuse like. me, you found us. You found a sword. Sword. You you found a sword, <laughs> and you thought that wasn't worth immediately mentioning when I said, did you find anything at the dig site? He'd be like, oh, a journal, some rocks, a pickaxe, a <laughs> bloody sword.
0: I think he did say sword. He, he did say sword. Oh, did
2: he? Yeah. Well, I was busy healing you, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: And, and Tom looks at you and goes, well, the sword, sword wasn't bloody. It's just old.
2: Turn a phrase, mate. Uh, I turned to Jim and say, right, it's not going to be safe here. That how i think it's caught on to what I'm, i've been doing also you saw nothing this is this is what you learn in university <laughs> we gotta get tom we gotta get out of here there's all an right. atv outside put them on there just drive drive away get to the airstrip if you can
1: okay all right you go to to unbar the door You open the door, you look out, and the the creature, the jogger, has descended from the the tower, which is intact, but is not looking great. Like, this is the kind of thing that if a strong wind came by, it would fall over. Mm -hmm. But right now, it is still capable of sending and receiving signals. And you see, it has fixed its gaze on you, and you can see its eyes, which are bright blue, see you, and it starts coming towards you. And we are gonna... Smash cut to see what our other friends have been doing while we discovered Tom and Carl's nefarious deeds. Maybe not nefarious. <laughs> maybe this was in the name of science. Questionable. I like got all of you have assumed that like... Yeah,
2: questionable. Questionable deeds.
1: Questionable. Okay. Listen,
2: we do a lot in the name of science. Let's yes. Thou, Let Yes. Let the thou who is... Bereft of scientific sin, be the first to throw science stones in the science glass house or something. Okay, Professor.
4: In the science pond.
2: We've established we're not
0: <laughs> godly. <laughs> True. We are ungodly. Well, Hey Kid
2: certainly is ungodly. I mean,
1: Hey Kid might be godly, but not the kind of god that is going to um, scare the Draugr.
2: No. Yeah, if your god calls themselves Secret Master, you probably are in the wrong religion. <laughs>
1: yeah. That's not an Abrahamic religion. Uh, no. All right, <laughs> what's happening with you folks, uh, Jean Pierre? And take it.
3: We
0: we enter the I living like- quarters in search of Carl. Yes. Yeah. What happened? Where's all Carl? right. Where's that fucking thief?
1: Live in, the living quarters are not as... They're not as solid a building. It's prefabricated. The walls are pretty thin. You know, there's there's a front door. There's some windows in the back that you could foreseeably, like, escape out of. But, like, this building only really has one door in and out. And you go in, and it's kind of... Um, has anybody ever stayed at, like, a youth hostel?
4: hmm Yes.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, so <laughs> it's a lot of... Yeah, it's a lot of bunk beds. There, I think there might and be a-
2: mattresses.
1: Yep. There's a restroom towards the back and a kitchenette, but this is pretty, like, it's very youth hostel or dorm situation. And you can see somebody towards the back who is cowering in fear. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do?
0: I train the rifle on them.
1: Oh my God. <laughs>
0: And oh, Jesus. I okay. look towards Jean Pierre and like make like a little head nod. Like you go, I'll cover. Okay,
3: it. great, that works perfect. <laughs> Jean Pierre needs to touch things to hurt them. Jean Pierre just walks up and goes, eh, "I am friendly. Are you okay?" <laughs> you look down and you see this is a college age
1: young man. He is wearing a a Canucks, a Vancouver Canucks
0: (gasps) (gasps) t-shirt. What are
1: you doing?
2: (laughs) Inoculated against
0: harm bug from Tio. Yeah, Yeah,
2: it says Luongo on the back of it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that is exactly what it says, what Kyle said. Uh, You can't see it though, because this kid's like cowering. But yeah, wearing a Canucks t-shirt and appears to be kind of like Sitting there with, like, knees drawn up and is just, like, cowering in fear. And you can see that they're, they're next to a bed that is presumably either theirs or Tom's because it's the only two beds that are really of any belongings. There's a couple others, which I'm guessing are professors, PhD students that are on the other end. But down at his end, there's only two beds that are made up. And you can see his belongings are kind of scattered about all over the place as though he were trying to pack, maybe, but got scared. And uh yeah, that's what that's what you see is a, a scared Canucks fan. <laughs> 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 Who sees you, looks up, sees you, and like lets out a very small scream.
3: <laughs>
1: okay. That's that's all he has. All
3: he has left in him. I put my hands on his shoulders as if to steady him. And I say, we are in the uh, power play of game seven. (laughs) (laughs) It is time for this line to move. Um, Where is the thing you took? We can make it all go away. We can all kiss the Stanley Cup. Where is the thing? <laughs> <laughs> I think
1: that your your words of encouragement about hockey, which I personally found deeply moving.
2: Speaking his language. It's time for the line to move. Definitely
1: understood all of those references. I mean, I know what the Stanley Cup is. I know what that is. Yeah. But uh, uh, I think that that has a, a calming effect on Carl. Who looks up at you, points to the end of his bed. Where you can see again, some of his belongings are are strunet. And you see some things like, you know, Carl's packed a lot of stuff that a college age kid would pack. So his bathroom kit, you know, an old paperback, a whole bunch of beef jerky for some reason. Sure, that's something college age kids enjoy, beef jerky. Um, But you can see that there are some things on that bed that do not look like they necessarily belong with Carl's belongings. Um, And there is, as you can see, there's a journal. There's what looks like a pickaxe or some kind of climbing equipment. There's also, you know, a rock. (laughs) It's it's just a rock. You know, it's kind of a nice looking rock. You know, it might might be a geode
3: or something. Mm-hmm. You know a
1: lot about mushrooms, and you know a lot about trees, Jean-Pierre. I don't think you know much about rocks specifically.
3: If I cannot eat it, I, exactly. I do not care for. It. <laughs> and it's
1: not alive either. So, and uh, underneath a sweatshirt, another Connect sweatshirt. <laughs> <laughs> In front of it, it's nothing really, but Really doubling um, up.
0: Yeah. Big fan. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you you can see like there's there there's something pointy, you know, looks maybe kind of like a weapon. And he, he's just kind of pointing at
3: those things. I will take this to win the cup. Yes. And Pierre doesn't really wait for an answer, just kind of mm-hmm. takes it and starts walking away. What does uh, uh, Jean-Pierre take? The, the pointy thing. It's a sword, right? All of it. Oh, there's the just r- take all of it. Yeah, I think I think. Okay, <laughs> hold on. <laughs> yes, I think I think I actually hold on. Uh, for comedic effect, if no other purpose, uh-huh. I uh, I'm gonna retcon that a little. I look at that. I do a swooping motion with one hand to grab uh-huh. everything, so it's all just like collected in my like arm, and I go. I um I take this for um. um T- to win, yes, yes, and I start walking <laughs> away, and I think I, th- I think I throw the geode at. Hey, kid. Hey, kid. Can you, do you carry c- this.
1: Do do you catch the geode? Yes. All right. I'm not gonna make you roll to see if you catch the geode. Okay. Well, you have secured from Carl one journal, appears to be a journal. One pickaxe. One. You can see it closely now, uh, Jean Pierre. It is indeed a sword. It kind of looks um. It looks fancy, mm, and okay. uh, and the rock and I, I like to imagine that you have have uh, you're carrying them wrapped up in the Canucks sweatshirt, kind of like a
3: little bit of stuff <laughs> to keep them
1: safe. So, does anybody anything else that you want to check out inside the living quarters? No, I think that's yeah. it.
0: Hey, kid has not blinked this entire time, and he looks at Carl and just says, "Stay." And then holsters the rifle and follows Jean Pierre. Nice.
1: (laughs) Carl has, if possible, made himself even smaller. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And you just hear like kind of a very low crying sound. Very quiet. Very, very quiet crying sound from Carl. As you get to the door, one of you needs to read a bad situation as you get to the door. I'm gonna make Hey Kid do it because Jean Pierre, you are distracted by the objects that you've got in your hand.
3: Also, I'm terrible at reading a bad situation. So <laughs> <I don't
0: know. laughs> You're just sitting
1: there thinking about the Stanley Cup.
3: Ah, yeah. uh, yes. Does this town have like when a train will the
0: station
1: team by have chance? It again? <laughs> Does not have a train station.
0: No. Are you sure? Because some boxcars just rolled through. Ah oh. oh. wow. a 12. Plus okay,
1: three.
0: okay. This guy. Okay, all right.
1: It's like the right. it whole time. Okay, It's like
0: okay. I have three Making years of jokes. GMing. No, more. <laughs> <laughs> Built up, and I have all these good roles just, just yep. oozing out of me.
1: Yep, yep. All right, you get to hold three.
0: What? Hey, hey, Hannah. Hey, Hannah. Mm-hmm. Hey, Hannah, are there yeah. any dangerous we haven't noticed?
1: Uh, if you exit right now the dragger is gonna be on top of you like it is making a beeline towards the professor
2: hello so
1: uh if you step out right now you know it's kind of gonna run you over a little bit because it's got its eyes on the prize sure Um, hey
0: follow up question what's my best way out
1: What is your best way out? A couple way, a couple things. I'll give you a couple options. You can try and get out one of the back windows, and you can do that right now. It's gonna take you a little bit of time, and for Jean Pierre, that's gonna be a little tricky because these are like smaller windows, and he is a large creature. Or you can wait until the dragger has run past and then exit.
0: I feel like this is gonna be the opposite answer, but what's the best way to protect the victims? <laughs>
1: Well, who's the victims in this case? Are you the victims or is the professor the victim?
0: I assume the professor is the victim.
1: If you want to protect the professor, you could exit right now and intercept the jogger. You could also try to wait until it passes you and distract it. Try and divert its attention once it's passed you. But yeah, the best way is going to be to stop it from reaching the professor. Unless you consider yourselves to be the true victims here. In which case, just let it go running past and get to the professor. He'll be fine. I got
0: it, it, no problem. That depends entirely on what action we take, I assume. Uh Uh, Mm -hmm. Hey Kid holds up a hand and puts it in front of Jump Here for a second and says, it's here. It's going for the professor.
3: Um, Hold on to that rock. I will uh, be what you call the bait. Yes?
0: Then give me the stuff.
3: Jean-Pierre very awkwardly tries to figure out how to hand all of this to this small (laughs) child and just like kind of drops it on the floor in front of the small child.
0: Great. There you go. Fine. Yes. Good luck.
3: Yes, I will need it. And then I think Jean-Pierre pulls out (laughs) his knife and gets his hand warmed up and ready to go and barges on in.
0: And Hey Kid scoops up the stuff and heads out the back.
1: All right, so Jean-Pierre, you're stepping right out to surprise it, right? Like as it comes fast or are you waiting for it to go past and attack it from behind?
3: If I could grab it as it's walking by, that would be ideal.
1: Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It is fixed on the professor, so if you move quietly out the door <sighs> and okay. good day mate, and reach it. I think you can do that with, you know, getting the element of surprise on it. Sweet. Yeah, so you step out the door. This thing is going past. It is as big as you. It's big. And it smells of death. Like, hey kid, you are familiar with, you know, the cycle of renewal and life and death in the forest. It's just part of the natural way of being. And so you are familiar with, you know, coming upon things that have been dead for a while. It's not a smell that necessarily is pleasant, but for someone who lives in the woods, it's just kind of, you know, part of your existence. This thing smells bad. It smells real bad in a way that you do not usually experience. Death smelling. And you reach out with your hand and grab it, and I'm going to need you to... Kick some ass.
3: That's an eleven. <laughs> oh,
2: that's holy an
1: cow. eleven. Okay. Uh...
2: Yeah, monstrous <laughs> attacks. All right.
3: Ooh, the jowls, and you that's have.
1: An 11. Well, I'm looking at my notes. Uh, describe what. What is your power? What is your power? What does it look like when you grab onto the dragger?
3: Well, I think it's a two hit punch because remember I have a a knife in one hand and I think what happens is I grab it by the arm, flip it around so it's facing me and then use the knife to cut a big slash across its chest with my left hand Uh and then my right hand smacks on top of that and starts rubbing where the cut is and you start to see like the, I don't know what color exactly this thing is.
2: (laughs) Syrupy the oh, what the no, color no. Of is <laughs> yeah
1: yeah i mean up close you can see that uh it is it looks like it is a a, a human being that is in a state of decay okay. and yet the decay at some point has stopped but it is you know the skin is black the, it's not emaciated but it, the skin is black and it, there are places where it's rotting and falling off which you know accounts for the smell and when you slash it with your knife it is not blood that comes out it is black ichor that comes oozing out and that also smells quite gnarly uh so that is that is what it looks like when you slash this thing
3: okay so then when i when i smack my hand on it and start draining its life force usually you know if i do that to a tree the maple syrup comes out if i do that to a normal person it's like you see like the color drain from their face i think for this all of that Almost like tar, it sounds like, or mm-hmm. ichor starts like. I'm gonna slightly use a Buffy reference, which seems apropos. Starts draining out and clawing onto my hand the way that like when Willow became Bad Willow uh-huh. and she took all the words from the book and it covered her hand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does that, but yeah. then falls off to the floor. So it doesn't consume me. It just siphons out of me. Yes. Scene.
1: Okay, and what is the extra effect? So your harm is one harm intimate life drain. Does life drain mean that it, you then get healed?
2: Generally, I think it does. Yeah.
3: Yes. All right. And then then I I mean I could just give myself that back.
2: Yeah, you could inflict terrible harm as your extra effect.
3: I think that might that might be what I want to do.
1: Okay. So, you have healed one of your harm. Nice. You're feeling back to where you were when the thing howled at you. And you have inflicted two harm. And nice. uh, Quinn, how do I make the monster attack back? T.O., T- T- don't listen to this, fight. This is just so, between me and Quinn. This is just between me and Quinn. <laughs>
0: Quinn. 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 So Quinn. on a kick some ass, it automatically deals its weapon's harm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Usually that has to, it has to match the range of what the hunter's attack is, so it has to be, like, at least Right, Okay which presumably it has a hand
1: attack. It does. Um, It is going to claw you, and because you are so close to it, like it gets a good grip on you. What is your harm right now?
3: I'm Uh, at one harm.
2: You healed two because you life-drained a plus one, right?
3: Oh. From the terrible harm. That's right. So I'm at zero harm. Okay, it claws you for two harm. All right, well, we're
2: just back
1: where (laughs) it was. (laughs) It's real painful. While you two are in hand-to-hand combat, Professor, what are you doing?
2: Jean-Pierre! (laughs) No! Great. Uh, I close the distance Uh a little bit. And while I do, I pull out a little like petrified shell, like a fossilized Mm -hmm. shell. Uh, This is my consumable... And I smash that between my hands into like fossil dust. And then while incanting and doing a, a finger gesture, I plant my two hands down in the ground. And I want to use my combat magic to make an earth wall erupt up around the draugr. Mostly kind of between the draugr and, and Jean-Pierre. It is a one-harm magical barrier, close, one armor, obvious, loud, forceful restraining.
1: Okay. Oh. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that a lot of a lot of That's tags. a lot of tags. All
1: right. I, I see this. And, you know, everybody knows the gist now. So I don't think anybody's going to su- be surprised by your gestures or incantations. But, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, go ahead and roll magic to uh, try and make this earthy. It's
2: the only person who ever understood my desire to search for wall. a thing. Yep, Earthy wall using magic. Well, remember how I said I wanted to use the luck point later? Yes, is (laughs) that the time that you would like to use the luck point? I think now is the time I want to use the luck point.
1: Oh, my God. Okay, your magic goes so well. I rolled a
2: five total.
1: Oh. (laughs) Your magic works so well. What does it look like?
2: Yeah, so I think what it looks like is a, it's pretty much earth bending, Right from okay. Avatar The Last Airbender. I slam my hands into the ground. There's like a rumble emanating from my hands over to the Draugr, who's kind of in between me and Jean-Pierre who came out behind it. Yep. And from the ground erupting are just like pillars of earth that grow and like crystallize around the Draugr, which is the restraining part. Okay. And forcing their, their like arms back and away uh forcefully so it does it does a harm this rock wall could be a barrier but i'm really using the restraining part okay but i would like it to give an armor to jean pierre in this scenario if if jean pierre remains there okay. and does a harm to the
1: and does a harm Same. to the jogger. Okay, all right. Well, it is earth. So at some point, the jogger does have big claws and it's going to try and work its way mm-hmm. out. But you have bought yeah. yourself a little bit of time with this amazing earthworks. Just fantastic work.
2: I yell, Jean-Pierre, we're looking for a, a sword or something. They have took something.
3: Uh-huh. Uh, yes, we have things. Boy, boy.
2: Oh, I'm, I'm long gone.
3: He's, he's, out.
2: <laughs> he's done it again. You see me
0: at the edge of town. <laughs> Where? Do, oh, it's that tiny dot over there. Hey, kid is sprinting at top speed, and I think reaches the edge of town, and I stop, and I see the ATV, <laughs> and I look back at the drugger and the fight, Yeah. and I
2: jump on. Okay. And I crank I the give gas. a thumbs up. We see, yeah, I, I pick up what jean Pierre is putting down. The kid's got the stuff. <laughs> we got it, bucko!
0: And... The wheel spin out as I speed away into the forest towards the dig site.
1: All right. Vroom, vroom. vroom Off vroom. you go, Jean Pierre, professor.
3: I think.
2: Uh... <laughs> Climb
1: away.
3: <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, well, I don't want to leave you there with it.
2: It's locked in a wall of rock for the moment.
3: Oh, I yeah. still, I think I make a motion for you to hop on my back.
2: Yeah. And we're going to. You're we're my gonna... best friend. <laughs>
3: we're gonna run to the church to get the cross
2: yeah
1: okay all right oh
2: sorry i forgot to mention when i used a luck point uh-huh hannah
1: oh uh, yeah it
2: activated my spell slinger special uh which is when <laughs> i spend a l- point of luck the official council of wizards is going to poke their <laughs> nose into my business <laughs> uh,
1: oh my god <laughs> yes okay Uh, uh, (laughs) that sounds like
2: an episode two problem here we go up Uh, in
1: toronto (laughs) like a little alarm goes off on his wizard thingy and he's like oh in northern canada hmm and he pulls out a memo and starts to fill it out in triplicate back to northern canada there we
2: go (laughs)
3: okie dokie all right uh jean pierre uh what do you want to do Right, I'm running to the to the cross. Yes, yeah. Yes. I have Luther on my back, and I'm yeah. running for the cross.
2: Yeah, yes. King Kong up this church.
3: Yep. Yes,
1: I'm going to to go and get this cross. Which, by the way, so the the church has it does have a bell. The mm-hmm. cross is not okay. all the way up at the bell. Um, God, I don't hold on. What the fuck do churches do? <laughs> I'm going the, church. Church. The, st- the wrong. Uh, so I just googled church and I've gotten some images here. Um, oh no, I'm not going to put the cross there. That seems that's a long way to climb for it.
2: This is the one that I was kind of thinking of. Yeah, like yeah, drop one in these the... old wooden frontier churches.
1: Perfect. Where the, did you go? I mean, oh, a big wooden yeah. cross would be just
2: up on mm-hmm. top of the mm-hmm. bell that's tower. That's pretty easy to get. To. Okay, which wouldn't be that's... too hard for a seven-foot. Yes. All right, <laughs> a <Yeah>. maple man. <laughs>
3: Then you need to
1: find trees
3: for maple. Right. (laughs) So I need to Google church.
2: (laughs) (laughs) We are not godly player
3: <laughs> we are not godly players i'll no. speak for myself and
1: say no <laughs> nope. all right uh, jean pierre you you run up to this church which you can see now has some steps that go up to it and it's just this one main building you know inside there's more stuff inside but from the outside you've just got then that tower and the bell was up there which you can see with your special eyes that that bell now has a little dent in it <laughs> and then there is a cross up there that is uh, metal. So I'm gonna make you roll an act under pressure to go get that cross.
3: That's fair. What is my act under pressure? Cool. Oh, you are a very bad. cool. You're a very cool guy. Very I'm much cool weirder than, than I am cool. You're so cool. Yeah,
2: but you're ve- you're much cooler than you are charming.
3: <laughs> oh yeah, I'm a minus two charming. <laughs> mm-hmm. That is a whoo. That's a seven. <laughs> Oh, my God.
1: (laughs) Okay. Worst outcome, hard choice, a price to pay. You can get up there and get this thing and get down, no problem. But you're going to see that the Draugr is starting to get out from behind this earth enclosure. Mm -hmm. Or you can climb up, get the cross. Uh, You're going to slip and fall on the way down and you're going to take one harm. The professor will not take any harm, but y- you're going to fall on your butt. So
3: Fair enough. I didn't want to play this. Well, I mean, I played it for laughs and to kill time. Um, <laughs> so you're asking me strategically what is the purpose of this. I think yes. now that we have the cross, uh-huh. I'll take the harm. Okay. That's fine.
1: You get the cross down. It's made out of iron.
2: Hmm.
3: Interesting. Mm-hmm.
2: Seems specific and maybe useful. Uh uh-huh. yeah. Hit him.
3: Well, he's still trapped. right? Easy to hit. Yes. <laughs> I think Jean-Pierre dusts himself off, picks up the cross mm-hmm. and looks at, I keep wanting, I made a joke about your name being Jacob and my brain has now decided that's Jacob. <laughs> so every time I want to, I'm going to say Luther, I say Jacob. Okay. okay. <laughs> uh, I think I look at Luther and I go, we try this. Yes. And I swing cross. I the
2: say, hold on a sec. Cross. I pull out a little vial. I just pour a little oil along the, the edge of the cross. And I'd like to use magic to enchant this Ooh. cross. Okay. To give it plus one harm and magic.
1: Nice. Okay. All right. Uh, mm-hmm, roll, mm-hmm. Matt. Roll, weird.
2: Roll using magic. Yes. I rolled a five plus two is seven. Okay. The glitch.
1: All right. Uh, what glitch? The you... glitches.
2: It's short duration. Okay. This perfect. is not designed for a cross. It's more for swords.
1: <laughs> 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 you have got thirty seconds tops for this magical enchantment to last on this cross.
2: And now Luther's hype man. Go. Yep. 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 Go Jean Pierre. Go Jean Pierre. Go. All right.
3: Uh, oh, oh, sorry, out of character. <laughs>
2: I've totally lost my Oh right.
3: Nope. That's not it either. (laughs) Uh, We go. And (laughs) and and I think I think (laughs) if Luther's okay with this, I think Jean Pierre sticks the cross under one armpit and Mm -hmm. Luther under the other. Yep. Uh huh. And goes full like Sonic the Hedgehog, head (laughs) first, charging forward. (laughs) <laughs>
2: yeah, bonk em. Back bonk back towards
3: good. uh back towards the draugr. Yep.
2: Bonk him good.
3: Okay,
1: you get you get there. It's starting to get loose. You can hear it howling and screaming and yelling, and you can see it starting to get its way through this earthen wall. So
3: what do you do? I drop Luther on the ground. So I'm now holding the cross by the long part and I go, It eh, would you would you like a guest? Uh be my guest.
2: No big guy, you got the muscles.
3: Okay, and then I do a big baseball swing at the thing.
2: Don't make me kick some ass. <laughs>
3: All right, roll the kick some ass. Now, do I get anything for this being enchanted and religious? It
2: is. Uh, uh, the roll. enchantment roll the gives it ass. plus one harm and the and magic, and Hannah has the stats for
3: cross, Oh, I probably. see. Okay. Yes, Let roll me... the
1: kick some ass.
2: Let's see what my thing is. You get plus weird for this. Yep. Yeah.
3: That's a six. Helping. <laughs> yep, that's a six without any of your stuff, Kyle. That's just me getting a six. Oh so God! Three. Yep, I rolled a three.
2: Damn. Oh okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna help two. you. You do have a luck point.
3: Oh yeah,
1: I'll use it.
2: There Why we now? go. Right. There we go. All right,
1: full success. You rolled a twelve. Woo! You rolled a twelve. All right, you get to choose one extra effect.
3: I mean, it's boring, but I could just inflict terrible harm. Yeah. Yeah.
1: All right. Feels good. As you swing this cross. There's the magical oil on it, which, you know, looks real pretty. It's kind of shimmery. But you are also, Mm -hmm. as it makes contact with the Draugr, you feel something kind of thrumming through the cross. Not necessarily because it's a religious object. It's because it's iron. Mm -hmm. And you feel the Draugr almost kind of give way. And with this cross that is enchanted with magic, you... (laughs) You've done three harm to this thing, (laughs) so it's not looking great. Uh, Can you tell me where you hit it with this iron cross?
3: I think on the head.
1: Okay, Uh, its head is looking a little, little wobbly, little wobbly, dented. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. So, um, uh, smash cut. Hey, kid. Hey, where are you? You tell me. Hello. Uh, you're zooming through the forest.
0: Have I reached the dig site?
1: I think, yes, you have reached the dig site. You roll up. It looks sort of like a kind of a traditional archaeological dig site, except right in the middle of the road is a dead body face down. You can see it looks like there might be some kind of like an opening or something in the ground nearby.
0: I'm going in. You're going to go. All right. Okay. (laughs) All right. It is very dark in there.
1: It is Great. very, very That's dark. Oh, I it. like it. Okay. All right. Um, can you see in the dark? Do you have any ability to see in the dark? No. Do
0: you do you wanna see if there's a flashlight? Which yes. Is, okay. All right. That's a fan of your
1: character. There's a flashlight. All right.
3: You flick you
1: flip the you. flashlight
2: on. I'll say the parody of Hannah taking Quinn down into a cave is very <laughs>
3: <laughs> Checking for
2: flashlights mm-hmm. and helmets at the at the start of maybe. I mean, you say dig site. What is a dig site but a mine?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Truly, it's an above ground mine. Fewer mine cars, but yes, in front of you is yeah. It looks almost like um like a tomb or a crypt of some kind. And you are looking around, and the equipment that is kind of sitting around there looks really, really old. You know, you see some climbing equipment that's in pretty rough shape. You see what looks like some kind of, it's crumbling. But you see off to the side, somebody's been excavating something and it looks like there's maybe like a a bit of a military, like a really old military uniform. Like it's got epaulets with things hanging off of the shoulder. And you see an area where there was, you know, look like maybe there was a place for somebody to sit like the rocks have been kind of piled up as though there might be like a chair or something like that. And you can definitely see places where stuff has been taken, like maybe holes in the ground or just kind of indentations. So that is what you're looking at.
0: I am going to, to the best of my ability, restore these objects that I have to their their rightful place.
1: Okay. Uh, I'm going to make you roll and act under pressure because it's spooky there. But I'm But I'm. spooky. You are spooky. But this is spooky well, beyond dear. You are spooky. You're so different. Glad I'm spooky.
0: not there. It's Fair.
1: Yep, yep. Uh,
0: that is a seven plus one. It's an eight.
1: Okay. So you're gonna have to. You're gonna have to move quickly because the tomb appears to be maybe like starting to crumble, and if you don't act quickly. It's going to trap you inside.
0: I act quickly.
1: All right. Okay. You 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 <laughs> put everything there. You scurry out. And as you leave the tomb, you make it out just in time. And you're going to take one harm from escaping a, basically like a rockfall situation.
0: Valid. Fair.
1: And you kind of feel this faint thrum in the earth. It's not something that other people might feel, but it's something that you as a weird child of the forest who's kind of in tune with both nature and the unseen world. You feel this thrum and it feels correct. It's probably Good. the best way that you could you could feel it. And we're gonna smash cut back to Luther. yes.
0: Uh, I assume I'm bleeding from some portion of my body.
1: Yeah, I think it probably got you pr- pretty, scraped you pretty bad on the leg.
0: I hold out my leg and pinch the skin so a couple of drops of blood fall onto the area where the cave-in has sort of occurred uh-huh. uh, and just whisper quietly under my breath, reclaim this place. And then I jump back on the ATV. Oh. <laughs> Uh Gee.
1: your your blood, you've you've driven away, but the blood that you've dripped on the ground is completely gone. Ooh. Yeah, it's gotten completely absorbed into the ground. Yep. Your your offering has been accepted. Alright, back in town. Jump here. We're
2: high fiving or no, not quite <laughs> yet.
1: Uh Jean-Pierre, <laughs> Jean- I think you feel something as well. You feel kind of this this thrum in the earth. And the dragger behind y- you hitting it with the cross knocked some of this earth wall down. And so you can see it and it's still there, but something's real wrong with it. It's moving a lot more slowly. The eyes are dimmer. You get the distinct impression that this thing just needs one more. Good go. With the business end of
3: a cross.
1: (laughs) What would you like to do? This feels a little sacrilegious, but...
3: (laughs) It's fine. Uh Uh-huh. I do a pirouette spin and backhand Uh with with the cross. Yeah. 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 You hit it, and its
1: head comes completely off. Nice. And goes tumbling away. The body collapses down into this dirt, and you have, with the assistance of a child whose parentage is unknown, whose education status is undetermined, you know, and Professor Luther with the the earth wall, uh, you have
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> killed the drogger.
0: We solved your Nordic we zombie puzzle. The z- your, your hey, Canadian zombie. Nordic zombie.
3: Yep, yep.
0: <laughs> can <K-Nordic> zombie. <laughs> and, and
3: uh, Nordic. <laughs> you nice.
1: look up and you see the sun has reached high into the sky as Hey Kid comes zooming back in on his ATV, and from inside the community center, you think you can hear the radio. Crackle to life of a pilot who's coming back a little bit early.
2: Yeah, that's good. That's what I was, I was trying to call a medevac in. Yep, yep. Ask the pilot if he's got a doctor on board, and if not, maybe he should turn around and pick one up real quick.
1: Yay! You guys! Yay! Are
0: you? Yay! Congratulations! Hey kids, sets fire to the ATV.
1: I, okay, <laughs>